podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome, people, to episode 400. 400 <laughs> of, of Phil Bastards. Uh, I am one of your co hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by. Becky Foster, hello everyone. And Salumi Familia. <laughs> yes, uh, 400. Wow. It's, 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 it's crazy. Um, I, I am right in saying that our 300th episode was Endgame. Yeah, it was the big special where we had a shitload of people on. And for episode yep. 400, we don't. No, we don't. We, we, have, we have reviews of Cruella <laughs> and A Quiet Place 2. <laughs> I mean, it was... I don't know. It was a different age, wasn't it? And it, it, like Endgame, it really fucking was. It it, it really was. Um, I think Endgame warranted it as well. Like a Quiet Place Part Two is a bit. It, it does feel a little bit strange. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, we've we we keep promising that, we, that one of these times for a big episode we'll all try and get together. But it, it's kind of like it's not really a time where we can do that at the moment. Um, not physically. No. Not physically, no. Uh, but we are going to bring you, uh, I think, what I'm hoping is going to be a fun episode. Um, like I say, we have A Quiet Place 2 and Cruella, um, a movie that's finally come out and a movie that came out after everyone had kind of forgotten it existed for a long time. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so there's, there's going to be those. Uh, there's a few trailers out there. Um, there's some what we've been watching and the usual bits and bits and bats. We've had some questions from folks. Um, so yeah. So Ian, has anything happened in the movie news this week? I do just want to ask, because I feel like a terrible cunt. First off, um, not ask, but happy anniversary, you two. Thank you. Ah, thank you. Um, and um, how? Uh, so you guys got vaxxed yesterday? Yes, we did, yeah. What one did you get? Uh, we, the Dolly Parton vaccination. We, we got Dollied, yeah. You got the Moderna? We got yeah. Moderna, yeah. Nice! Yeah, so it's kind of like, yeah, it, it was quite nice getting Dolly Parton's vaccination. Yes, it was. Yeah. It felt. It kind of felt weird, like oh. like, like like that we were excited about that bit. <laughs> oh, that's. And I got a sticker. Yeah. It's really exciting. Yeah, it's on my hat. And now our arms really hurt. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. your arms hurt, but nothing more than that, yeah. No, I think yeah. Um, just just an aching arm, I think. Um, you know, which fuck it, I'll, I'll happily take an aching arm, you know, at the end of the day, you just had a, a needle jammed into it, it, it you know, it's going to work a little bit, but, you know, it, it, it's a really minor thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, compared to actually, like, getting COVID, yeah. Yeah, uh, what I will say is that the whole process of the, 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 the thing, the actual going and getting it done, anything like that, what? I mean, we were in hysterics. Yeah. Volunteers were taking it very seriously. And there was a lot of them, wasn't there? Was there? So many volunteers. I mean, I, this isn't to generate any of the volunteers. Of you know, it's amazing the amount of people that have volunteered. It's wonderful. But yeah, the the woman who was literally telling me how to park. <laughs> That's a bit much. When, when I was going, when I literally started going, yeah, I I I know how to park. I'm aware of how of how it is, and I'm pulling forward into the parking space, and she stood just guiding me further forward. I'm like. No, I'm not going to go any further forward. I'm quite happy where I am in the parking spot. Mm. And you're bringing me very, very close to that bollard. I don't like being that close to that bollard. And then the worst thing was when we got out of the car, I was like, 
I mean, she guided me into this, and I'm like in the middle of a line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she did not do well. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of people thinking that they were at like uh, like an airport or something. There was a lot of arm movements. No, yeah. Also, nobody wanted to talk to me at all. <laughs> The man walked, the, 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 the mister that was to tell you which tent to go to, and we were told to go to the blue t- the, the blue cabin, yeah, weren't cabin. we? One blue. It was All just a, a white cabin with a blue piece of A4 <laughs> above the door. Um, but yeah, he walked to your window, didn't he? Which was open, and yeah. you were there, ready to talk to him. And you went, I'll go around the other side. <laughs> oh, wow. They <laughs> did not like you. <laughs> no. But yeah, but it was yeah. It, it, the whole process of it is it was unbelievably slick and um, just you know well done. All I think is yeah. all you can say on that. Um, really ridiculously easy, um, ridiculously calm and comforting in a way that it was just like you just literally went in, sat down, asked you a few questions, bang, bump, right? Can sit out there. <laughs> Going to have to ask you a very sensitive question now, Rebecca. Are you, or is there any chance you may be pregnant? I'm guessing you didn't get that question. I didn't get that question, no. Are you planning to get pregnant within the next six months? Absolutely not, no. <laughs> In fact, I have, a, I have a question to ask about whether it will affect my uh, my injection that I get to not get pregnant. God, I have to ask you a really sensitive question. Okay, okay. Are you pregnant? The only weird one I got was... Um, Do I look it? What? Do I look it? The only weird question I got off, off, off the <laughs> doctor was he said to me, right, uh, if you can go and sit out there um, for sort of like 10 to 15 minutes, um, and if you start to feel like ill or anything like that, <laughs> oh, God, yeah. then just shout. I was like, what do I shout? <laughs> yeah, he said, he said shout. Like, <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I was like, what do I shout? And he just went, it doesn't matter just just shout so that somebody knows when I, I think it really matters what i shout especially with it being you <laughs> he's, he's like no nope. fucking hell my arm's on fire <laughs> he said, it doesn't just shout and make a lot of noise to make us aware i was like i just that would have really scared me <laughs> i was like that's weird <laughs> just shout it right. didn't See what happens. See, all she said to me was, "Can you sit out there for fifteen minutes, and then if you feel okay, you can go." And I went, well, "What if I don't?" And she was like, "Just sit there longer." Oh. Okay. <laughs> she didn't say that, did she? Yeah. Fucking hell! What? I mean, unless you feel really bad, and then like obviously tell somebody. Oh, okay. If you feel bad, don't just sit there longer. Fuck. Yeah. But honestly, yeah, the, the whole process again as uh, a well done to everybody. It was, it's, it's, it's. It was Sorry, quite... that tickled me. What the fuck? That it can't was... be what they're supposed to say. I think it's like if you feel a bit waffy or a bit dizzy or you've got like a dead arm or anything like that, you're just supposed to sit there until it stops being that. And then if you feel really bad, you're supposed to tell someone. But it's just the way that she worded well, it. As well, the the guy asked me and said to said to me, uh, which arm would you would you like it in? I went. I mean, is there like a difference or anything like that? I was like, I mean, not really. Um, but are you right or left-handed? I was like, yeah, I'm ambidextrous. <laughs> to which the doctor was fascinated by and went, really? Like, yeah, he said, what, like you can do it with both hands or I said, no, I just do different things with different a different hand. And he's like, wow, really? I was like, yeah. He's like, and then the other guy who was asking the questions was like, right, 
which side do you sleep on? It's like, my left side. He's like, right. That's what I'm on my right side. He's like, right, get it in the left arm, then it won't stop you from sleeping. I was like, all right, there. He's like, right, make sure you drink a lot of fluids over the next few days because, um, you know, you'll, you, you need to keep your fluids up and with it being really warm like it is at the moment. Um, Are you going to Yep. He said, you know, you need to drink extra fluids because you'll need to keep that up. And I was like, right. I have night sweats, so I sweat an awful lot. <laughs> He's like, right, drink an awful lot of fluids over the next few days, then please. <laughs> I believe you just admitted to having night sweats to everybody. What? My night sweats are amazing. Your night sweats are embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're lit. <laughs> You'll send the bed like a swamp after all. <laughs> oh, that's not an image I want. <laughs> it's gross. It's fun. It is a, a ringable fucking pillow. You need one of them. Actually. I do. I yeah. get you a big sponge. <laughs> actually, don't like sponge. Do I don't like sponge. Right, yeah. let's let let's move on. Uh, breaking news: It looks like Michael B. Jordan's found uh, adversary for Creed Three. Oh, Creed Three's happening. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan's directing it. Oh wow, that news slipped by. That's wow, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, Stallone's not in it. No, he 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 said on he's he's bowed out on it, I think. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, it's it's in active development. Uh, Jonathan Majors. Um, oh. Who? Yeah. Which is interesting because like it's an actor, not a boxer. Yeah, which, that, I, I I like that. Yeah. So do I. Um, and I like as well that. And Majors, I think, might be older than him. And I don't know, it would be interesting if he was playing almost like a Tyson Fury-esque one who was like hot shit beforehand then kind of fell by the wayside but is then come back again. Like, that would be cool. Um, You know, maybe like he's kind of on the up trail while Creed's kind of like on the down trail or something and they're kind of meeting i i don't know that i i like jonathan majors i thought he was really good in the five bloods and like between this and him being the villain in the new ant-man which apparently is going to lead on to him being a bit more of a like a villain in the mcu going forwards um it, it looks like he's he's having a bit of a moment and uh yeah yeah like, like you say in the five bloods he's a really good screen presence as well yeah, he is. You know, he he's got a he's he's definitely got an energy to him. You know, he, he's there's a personality within that that's there. Um, that could be quite that could be quite cool. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Really, really looking forward to that and seeing what Michael B. Jordan can do as well. Like he 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 seems like the kind who could be a bit of a triple threat. You know, actor, director, producer, all that good stuff. You know, so uh, good on him. Yeah, it's it, it's a bit of a you know because he. After Creed 2, the, the the word wasn't quite as strong as it was on uh, on on Creed. Um, it could have it could have sort of like stepped away from it. I don't think anybody would have been, you know, I don't think anyone would have sort of said, well, you know, why are they doing a Creed 3? I think it would have been a natural way to just kind of step away. But for him to kind of go, right, no, actually, I I want to do that. It shows that, that there's something there. I think it was probably it was probably a condition on him doing it. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely could be, which. But that's you know that, that that's that, that's pretty fucking cool. I'm looking forward to that. I'll happily take that. Yeah. Uh, so imagine that will probably be out kind of Christmas-ish next year. 
Yeah, you'd say that, wouldn't you? You'd look at something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, I feel like the, the Cannes lineup is announced tomorrow. Um, mm. So we kind of like missed that a little bit. Um, you know, uh, the French Dispatch is getting its premiere there like it was supposed to last year. That's that's cool one. I'm looking forward to that. Um, we already know Leos Carax's new one and Net is going to be opening um, Cannes. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be... It'll be interesting to see with Cannes being in, I think, uh, yeah, in July this year. It, it, it feels like the the awards season is going to be a bit compressed. Yeah, it, it, I think actually that's a good thing. I, I think the I'd become a little bit tired of the awards season thing of literally going. All right, so. It's released in September. We know it's not going to get nominated for an Academy Award because the wind will go out of its sails by that. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it felt a little bit, it felt a little bit too much like we were going right. Here's your movies for now. Here's your movies for now, and here's your movies for this. And it was all a bit too overscheduled. Mm-hmm. And so you were getting towards kind of like December, January time. Um, and it was just a little bit like you've got a lot of fucking just heavy stuff to watch yeah that's not what that time yeah and you know you'd have one or two of like the the the, the family i mean criminally not nominated um for any (laughs) academy awards that and spencer confidential were the um were the big big, yeah it's a big disappointment really you know they were they were snubbed Snubbed. Snubbed, yes. Um, I'm just going to actually double check because I'm sure that somebody made me aware of the fact that there is a novel tie-in to the movie Spencer Confidential. Well, it's um, based on a novel. But I think they've actually written, a, 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 what is it though? Like a, 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 Essentially like a, a, novelization. a novelization of uh, no. the movie as well. Fucking hell. Uh, they have. I'm looking at it right now. You want to buy that, aren't you? That's going to be like the first book you've read in like five years. I mean, it's 285 on uh, paperback. I think it's more a crime if I don't buy it. It it is the audio book narrated by Wahlberg. Well, now I need to check that, don't I? Yeah, you need to check that, mate. I need to check that audio book. Let's have a look. Wow. It is not... um, it is not narrated by Mark Wahlberg. It's it's narrated by uh, Joe Mantega. Really? Yep. I mean, I mean, I'm starting to think I might get that. Worth a listen. <laughs> get, a, get a free trial on Audible, man. Like, if it's on Audible, it won't cost you anything. And I, I literally, I, I, I rinsed. It's almost like, and I'm going to say this because I, I, I don't think Amazon's algorithm is going to pick up on this when we release this podcast, but it's almost like Audible forget if you've had a free trial <laughs> on your account. Like every six months it just resets and you can just have another free trial and they get another free book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because you, you bloody, um, you listened to the Corey Haim one, didn't you? The Corey uh, Feldman choreography. Yes. Choreography, that was it. Choreography on more than one occasion because... It is one of the greatest spoken word plays of all time. <laughs> it 
genuinely <laughs> is magnificent. Uh, and I, I do not mean that in a piss takey way. No, it really me. is fucking brilliant. He does <laughs> voices for everybody, including like Corey Haim and um, Keith Sutherland and Michael Jackson and his grandparents and all <laughs> of these people. He does different voices for them. It is it is something. Also, it's called the choreography. It is. Yeah. Yes, I did. That's I did. You listen to it. Didn't I? You did. Yeah. That's great. Um, other other notable um, autobiographies that uh, audio that are audible that are narrated by the person who wrote them is the Billy Crystal one is brilliant. I bet it is. Yeah, yeah the Billy Crystal one's really good because um, there's bits of it where there's like whole sort of chapters that he did live in front of an audience oh wow that's cool so there's some chapters are not and then other chapters are done live in front of an audience and he kind of starts to ad-lib throughout it done as like a stand-up bit um and so he just goes off a little bit and then he he circles back around to what he was saying that's some good added value that is yeah and it's 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 really it's really really good uh, but it's also really quite ref- self-referential on it. He kind of looks back at, at his career and is like, I don't know where I got the balls to think I was as funny as people thought I was. <laughs> um, okay. Yes, what, what else has happened in the news? Um, and it, it just kind of is a, a ta- a, a, an offshoot of the award season thing. Well, actually, it's not an offshoot. Um, the Oscars has been uh, dated. It's going to be in March which is a little later than it was a couple of years back, but you kind of get that, really. Um, you know, not as late as April, so... Yeah, because I mean, it, it, the weird thing was, in 2019, they brought it forward, didn't they? Mm. Like the start of February, because it used to be the middle to the end of February. That's right. And then, and then of course, 2020, it got moved back to, um, like, last week. Um and then they're bringing it back, and I think that's where it'll sit late March, early, uh, late uh, February, early March again. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to. I, I, I'm just looking forward to the sheer like fucking wealth of stuff that we've got coming. Um, you know, I mean, maybe not the length of something. One, one thing, if that's accurate, that Jungle Cruise is two hours thirty-eight minutes long. What? Yeah. Come on, I mean, no, you just no, no. Uh, I, I am, I am looking on its. Um, I just tried to check on its IMDb, and it it says two hours thirty eight minutes. I am looking right now at its um, Wikipedia page, one hundred fifty eight minutes. Like, even if there's ten minutes of credits, like how? I I don't know, like. If they've managed to actually pull that one out of the bag, I mean, it was interesting because uh, Jesse Plemons was quoted in an interview recently saying that, like, he doesn't know how it's going to go, but he couldn't go more big than he went in that film. And he's a bad guy in it. And it's like, right, OK, kind of intrigued to see what that means. Um, and apparently he's doing like a German accent, which I, yeah, fine. Why not? I mean, what I will say is, because I think that the, the, the what it seems like they're trying to do with Jungle Cruise is they're trying to do, let's do a mixture of National Treasure and Pirates of the Caribbean. With a bit of the African Queen thrown in. Yeah. yeah. A, 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 
just you know and, and try to smash those together and create a hit. Well, um, it's only 15 minutes longer um, than the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Oh, you make an argument there. Um, yeah, and it's you know and the you know the the the, the third Pirates of the Caribbean movie is longer. It just, it's gonna, I, 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 I don't know what world it, we'll long. see. It's very long. And it, it's just like, apparently Jack, I don't know if this is just a rumor, but there was word that Jack Whitehall had to redub his dialogue because he played it to camp. Um, And it, it just, yeah, I, I don't know. I think Paul Giamatti's in it though, so like that, that's fun. I, I mean, we'll see. But I mean, it just two hours thirty eight minutes. Like, I and also, if I'm, I feel perfectly safe going to the cinema. I do. But two hours and like, so you're talking three hours of ads and trailers. Yeah. Being in a room with the same people. I like the the view here is literally advertising that they use fresh air ventilation, and I'm like I might go to the view. <laughs> you know, I it I it's, it sounds it sounds stupid, but I yeah I it just I feel like that film is almost too long for this day and age. Then again, how long's Fast Nine? I bet Fast Nine's three and a half hours long, and I'm gonna love every fucking minute of that. So I'm a hypocrite. I mean, yeah, I think Fast Nine is. Let's have a look. I don't think it's far off, you know. 145. Two hours 25. That's, yeah. I'll be talking about some fast films later. Those films justify their runtime. Uh, this is the thing. I mean, we, we, we can we can segue quite nicely to trailers here, I think. Because mm. uh, the third, I believe, trailer for um, Jungle Cruise came out. Um, yeah. And we, yeah, we, we just watched it recently, like about <laughs> half an hour ago. Um and uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm alright with it to be honest. It, it looks it looks fun. That's it. If it packs that runtime, then you yeah, know, fair enough. But it's just when it's baggy, you're gonna be there going, "This could have." It does look a lot of CGI nightmare though. It it it, it does look like literally. I would be surprised if The Rock and Emily have moved more than like a hundred yards throughout the entirety <laughs> of shooting of that movie yeah. it, it, it all does look like it's shot I mean it's all shot against the green screen that's mm. fine but that's how modern movies made that's not a criticism of that but it, and I have no problem with that but it does even look at the trailer it feels a little bit like it doesn't fit mm. it, there's, there's something weird about it I, I, I don't know I don't know what it is about it but just watch the trailer I felt very well aware that it was, it had almost, the, the, the whole effects of it almost felt like I was watching an animated movie. Yeah. To yeah. it. Um, that it, it's become too fantastical. That it, it, it's, it's not just. Has it got a case, a, a case of the doolittles? A little bit, yeah. But like, it, it's that the, that the gravity doesn't feel correct with it. Yeah. That the yeah. physics of, of, of existence don't feel right with it. And it's okay, you can do things that you can do like like the, the, the fast movies do. 
where you could do things that are actually probably not possible but look possible but look within that world like they could be this isn't it's it's out of world stuff but it, it, it definitely feels like that. Like Dalmatians raising their eyebrows. Well, we'll get to that later. Um, so, yes, yeah, so the thing is, I'm actually quite looking forward to it. It's a caper movie. Yeah. That's that. I'll probably switch off when The Rock does his 40-minute infomercial for... Um, Tamara. Yeah, yeah. For his tequila. I'll probably just... I'll go to the bathroom. I've got the concessions. Yeah? Yeah. Will you buy some Tamara tequila? I will not, no. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely will not. I, I'm I'm dreading there there's Scuttlebutt that he's coming to Fortnite next week and he's gonna be the main focus of the new season of Fortnite and I play a good amount of Fortnite with lots and the idea of the rock fucking infesting that as well is filling me with a bit of dread. Yep. What do you need to do? You need to play Resident Evil Village instead. I mean but what with Lottie? Yeah, she'd love it. Fuck off. <laughs> Um, there'll be like a thing where you can get a special rock skin if you buy a certain pack of his tequila or a pair of his trainers from Under Armour you'll get I think you'll get some sort of rock adjacent skin when you like get the battle pass like because I I, slight tangent I mean like this latest season you got a Lara Croft skin when you got the battle pass and the battle pass I will say if the kids considering how much they could fleece people and they do with the skins that you buy separately they do fleece people but the battle pass it's about six pounds worth of v bucks you get a bunch of free shit and you get more as you level up the game and it feels like a respectful use of people's money what doesn't in Fortnite though there's a batman skin that i very very badly want how it looks fucking awesome it's about sixteen pounds worth of V bucks. You're joking. Sixteen oh, quid for for literally something you wear. Does it make you any better in the game? No, no, that that would be pay to win. That is an unfair. So yeah. It, it, it is literally a purely visual thing, and it's sixteen pounds. Rambo in what in Call of Duty is sixteen ninety nine. So's John McClane. You have to pay that twice for both of them. So it's not like you can pay like 20 quid and you get the 80s action pass. Nope. But the thing is, Fortnite and Call of Duty Warzone, they're both free to play. So there is an element of, yeah. That, but and I, I can see that, that there's a logic to that, but a fiver. They, yeah, this, I'll be honest, I would pay a tenner for one of those skins. I, I just pay. can't bring myself to spend sixteen ninety nine as much as I really, I really, really want to run around as John McClane in Die Hard One. Yeah, then that's it. I, 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 I did see the Rambo thing and think, do you know what? I could, I could have a lot of fun with that. I, I wouldn't be very good at the game, but just running around as Rambo and just doing that, I, I, I'd be fine with that. Um, do, do you get on the Rambo and the John McClane thing, like? Do you get just their weapons or anything like that within Call of Duty? You get, like... You get the bow and the knife? You get, Yeah, you get a combat knife with Rambo. Oh, I'm going to have to look this up now. Uh, it's a classic tangent for uh, episode 400, isn't it? It, uh, it, it is, yeah. And it, it almost feels perfect with the fact that it's it, it's Rambo. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it does. 80s action heroes Call of Duty. Uh, here we go. Right, so... 
you get some heroes die hard others draw for first blood I think that's a pretty good slogan um to survive a war you gotta become war get the rambo bundle complete with a legendary john rambo operator three legendary weapon blueprints and more so what that uh, basically the, the 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 blueprints essentially are like ways of getting these weapons and they'll be like styled to the character so they they like the combat knife i believe is like a rambo looking combat knife you know like they they look like what they would look like in the um in in the films um yeah i i, I don't know but like, like i say the fortnite battle pass is great but yeah it's like it's literally like 16.99 and it was like if it even if it was a double pack like you say the bundle 16.99 gets you the bundle I, I I would probably I would probably do it because they're not going to be around forever and it's the whole fucking time limited bollocks that makes you think oh shit I better get it now yeah um oh here we go so but, he but once you've got it do you have it forever yeah yeah while like while Warzone is operational yes yeah. um and there's no sign of it closing down so you get two finishing moves one including his signature bow and arrow free leopard uh legendary weapon blueprints an assault rifle an lmg and a knife those are the blueprints a legendary calling card and emblem which is kind of like your icon in the game and an epic watch and charm so like your character your characters all have watches in the game i don't know why um so and a charm is like just something you stick on a weapon um yeah i mean a finishing move involving his bow and arrow that'd be pretty sweet but it's 1699 that's yeah like you say i i i, I if, if even if that was like you say a tenner i could be in my brain justify a tenner yeah but then in my brain right now i'm going but what i could do is buy a master system and buy the rambo game for the <laughs> master system um because there is a vintage game shop in york isn't there there is now, I am very tempted every time you walk by it to just go in and just literally just buy a shitload of movie tie-in games for it. But I keep not doing it because it'll probably cost me quite a bit. Yeah. And, 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 it, and no matter how much entertainment I think I'm going to get out of it in my brain, the actual reality will be lower than that. <laughs> I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest, I could see myself like drunkenly get like uh getting uh the latest patron income and my with my part of it just using that to buy the john mcclain set and i don't know maybe i'll just stream me being john mcclain i i i would very much like that <laughs> i think it could happen but i don't know just it's like do you see his feet that's what i want to know because you got to, you're gonna have to do that now. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to watch somebody else playing it and see if you see his feet. Oh, fuck. Hang on. I'm gonna Google Any it. All the trailers. I'll let you Google job. Yeah, trailer. yeah, you talk trailers, I'm gonna Google it. Do you see Thanks. The, oh shit, I've started trailer. Um Beck the boss baby family business. Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> what a heinous piece of shit that looks. It, 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 it's an odd one, isn't it? I've not, I mean, to be fair, I've, I've not watched the first one. I've not watched the first one yet. And will never, so this is not for me. <laughs> no, it's not. But this but, looks fucking awful. But it's a very popular series. 
Is it a series? There's a TV series. Oh, fuck, sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's a TV series mm. of the Adventures of Boss Baby. Yeah, there is. Lots used to watch it, and then she grew up. Yeah. So, um, it's really nice when that happens. When they watch a TV show, you hate, and then suddenly they grow out of it, and it's like, thank fucking hell for that. Peppa Pig, it was for me. This is the the, the Boss Baby is the movie that Ian had a crisis over, though, as well, I remember. Yeah, what was that? He didn't understand it. It's fucking terrifying. The, 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 like, the film only leaves you with more questions than answers as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Boss Baby uh, family business does, does not look good. But then again, it's not aimed at us. So it can I'm shocked. Um, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh. I think I found it. Hang on. No, yep. that needs to slow down. That needs to slow down. That needs to slow down. Hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> right, fucking. Pause, pause, pause. Shit, is that feet? Fuck, is that feet? Is that feet? Is that feet? I think it might be feet. Carry on. Hang on. <laughs> carry on, carry on. Um. Bex, old. Yeah, I think this looks quite good. Why? I just do. It looks intriguing. It looks, it looks creepy. It looks good. But then, then feet. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> is it is it feet? Yeah. Oh fuck! I think I'm buying it. <laughs> I kind of love the fact that you're gonna buy it because it's got feet in it. I'm, I'm very up for that. Um, yeah, oh, I am... Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to stop watching that now. That looks great. Sorry. Um, carry on. Old. Yeah. I, I have. The film looks good. It looks interesting. I have two major issues with it that makes me go, "That's fine. It looks good and it looks interesting and well done, the people who made the trailer." Because of two things. One, Alex Wolf is in it and he's not very good. Um, and two, M. Night Shyamalan has written and directed it, and he's not very good. No matter how many times people will tell you he is, and he's got his mojo back, you've got to remember, say, all right, cool. Did you watch Split and Glass? <laughs> I didn't hate Split, but it's terrible, but I found it really funny. I think my issue with this is that it almost feels like he's being lazy. Um. The idea of accelerating like through your life is just a very, I think, a very base human terrifying concept. And like, what does Shyamalan actually have to bring to that other than that, uh, other than wouldn't it be scary if you got old real quick? You know, like it, it I, it just feels it feel i i wasn't massive on glass but i liked that it was at least reaching for something you yeah. know with, with this it just feels like oh i'll just fucking toss this one out and i can get it i can get it made because no one's working at the moment because of covid and you know this is the thing it's like the script might have been shit, but Gal Garcia Barnell might have been like, I'm really fucking bored. What's this? Yeah, all right then. You know, it, I, it, 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 it shot late last year, didn't it? Yeah, no, it shot like straight up, like during COVID. Like, it's got to be one of the first, like, 
like big studio films that was shot during the pandemic i mean you know obviously jurassic world but that's not out till next year you know in mission impossible but yeah i i i don't know i i don't know i mean it does look it looks like it's going to weird me out but not anything because of what shyamalan's doing but just because i'm fucking terrified of death what I'm probably pretty much on the same page as Ian as that one. Death doesn't scare you, does it? No. No. It's like bring it on. So I, 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 I will, I will be a little bit like, hang on a minute. You got this beach, and I can just live out the rest of it. I'm quite curious about this idea. Living out the rest what? of it, you're nah. aging. I know, but you kind of want to see where that shit goes, don't you? No. <laughs> No, I, you Mark, hit like a certain age. Mark, you said that like it was a statement of fact. To confirm, <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't. Re- I'm not really intrigued to see where that shit goes. <laughs> like, all in good time. But yeah. Not, like at an accelerated rate. <laughs> I'd be terrible with that fucking click remote from <laughs> that Adam Sandler oh, movie. Yeah, you just fast forward the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. boring. Fast forward. <laughs> nah. It's a daughter's wedding, Mark. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> What's the food like? He's having, like, you know, like, the standard stuff, like a roast. Ah, blah, blah, blah. What the fuck is your father of the bride speech going to be like? <laughs> She's oh, not I don't know. Dickhead. <laughs> She's all right, I suppose. Him, don't really know him. He's, he's been around my house loads, but I can't say I made much effort. Would, uh, would, have get, would have to pick him out of the lineup. It is that guy, isn't it? <laughs> You're a chav knobhead. You should have got your hair done somewhere good instead of getting your mum to do it. Yeah. Oh, no. To be fair, she was raising raising the other day about the misogyny of the father of the bride giving away the bride. So we'll wait and see what happens with that. I might convince that it's a terrible idea that it's an antiquated system. I mean, it is really, isn't it? I, I, think, I think I might already convinced her to not take her husband's name. Nice. <laughs> you don't have children either. No, she doesn't. Um, next trailer. Uh, landscape. That's boring. Oh. Even the names, like, why do I want to watch that? That. Even the names, like, why do I want to watch that? Sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm still very over gangster movies. I, 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 I'm actually quite up for this. Gosh, it's a gangster movie. It's <laughs> a good point. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm up for it. It looks interesting. It's a good trailer. I want to see Harvey Keitel as a non remorseful gangster retelling his story at Sam Worthington. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically just intimidating him. I'm up for that. I mean, he's quite intimidating. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I, I will happily watch that. It will probably be a, uh, uh, a what is it though? Uh, it'll be a Netflix Tuesday nighter. Mm. Uh, Werewolves Within. It's a very fine line for Carol, hasn't it, between being silly and fun? I think it, I think it's going to go too silly. I do. That's my, my concern with it. There's bits of it in the trailer that, that look like it could be quite fun, but. There's too many bits that just look. The, the the trailer looks like it was cut by somebody who really needed to pee, but wanted to finish the trailer first. Yeah. Nice. I haven't seen this one, but I, I enjoyed that description. 
that yeah that's that's that, that's all i've got to say on it. it's not it's not a well-made trailer is it uh false positive fuck you know i missed this one as well what have i been doing this week <laughs> this is the pierce brosnan one isn't it yep yeah it lost me at pierce brosnan right what do you think bex See, I have no, I have no pertaining issues with Pierce Brosnan, so I was fine with it. It lost me at A24. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. They're doing the, um, the what's it one, aren't they? Green Knight, is it called? Yes. Yep. And that looks really good. The most anticipated movie of the year. I mean, it's not Candyman, Mark. Fair point. Um, I don't know. It, it, it looks interesting, but does it? Does it? Because I got bored in the trailer. I mean, pregnancy's creepy as fuck. Like, Ian saying that, like, just rattling through your life and then just being old and dying is, is one of human humanity's greatest fears. Pregnancy is creepy as fuck. You've got this weird thing growing inside you that you can see moving and you can feel moving and then suddenly it's a human being. What the fuck? It is weird. It is quite mad, actually, yeah. yeah. Then I... Again simulation in it we're told that makes sense <laughs> doesn't really yeah we're told what is in the human body two people born and then all of a sudden there's like an actual extra human being on the planet <laughs> what yeah. the fuck exactly there, there are millions of sperms in a bunch of like white liquid that one of them gets into an egg that a woman has in her and then all sorts of selly shit happens, and then it grows. Nah, I'm not buying it. <laughs> yeah, when you break it down <laughs> conception, it, it is a bit bonkers. Not yeah, buying it. I'm just there. He's provided a little, uh, a little clip, a little snippet that parents can crop out of this particular show, <laughs> and when they don't want to have the chat with their kids, just play them in. <laughs> Explain Sex, nah, sex, out. sex education with film bastards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pregnancy fucking creeps out. Like just seeing a pregnant person, honestly, like gives you the willies. I don't can, like it. can you imagine a, a series of schools programs just curated and narrated by us? Ian, Ian just screaming about the simulation all the time. <laughs> like every single thing. I'm like, yeah, but when you break it down, it doesn't make sense, really, does it? That's just me going, and you might die. (laughs) What's interesting, though, is, like, like, there had to be, like, a first animal to discover that that's how you made babies. Didn't there? Yeah. You mean, like, the first person that ever, like, fucking, like, like, cooked an egg or something like that? Yeah. All of that, there's some weird shit out there, isn't there? (laughs) There is. You know, there is shit. That yeah. would be a good fucking horror film, though. Like, the first woman to ever get pregnant and just how fucking terrifying that must have been. Mm. Oh, there will have been some fucking, you know, future Catholic fucking nightmares, wasn't there, for the first woman that got fucking pregnant. Mm. Uh, but then, I mean, but by that point in evolution, obviously, because uh, let's be honest, I don't think any of us believe that some higher power just pointed his finger at the earth and zapped us all into existence. Makes so, as much sense as evolution, continue. <laughs> <laughs> well, like at some point back in the evolutionary chain, there was like a male <sighs> something or other and a female something or other, and the male something or other decided to put its thing in the thing and then there was a baby like like what creature will that have been 
mind blowing. It's what it it's is. It's just nature. Um, we are, but we are born to burn. Um, <laughs> the Tomorrow War. Fuck, bleh, whatever. It is a bit that, isn't it? Paramount making out like bandits, selling shit to Amazon. Good on yes. them. It, 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 it's to, it, right. I'm still confused. Is the Tomorrow War just going straight to Amazon, or are they doing what they often do and releasing in a cinema beforehand as well? It's not getting the cinema released beforehand. Um, but is it, if it, I, it? Is this not like the week after Fast Nine and the week before Black Widow? I think it is. Yes. Like, I they shouldn't be releasing in cinemas. No one's going to go watch the fucking thing. It's so odd. Isn't it weird, though, like, how quickly everyone's just gotten over Chris Pratt and his big fat head? Like, he was, like, a whole big thing for a minute there, wasn't he? It, 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 was, it, was, a, it was a burn too brightly too quickly thing. It, it, it's also, like, quite frankly, because on social media and whatnot, you know, I mean he's living his life but in ways that probably aren't in keeping with what most film stars ways of living their life is these days you know like he very very heavily christian there's some skeletons in his closet about some gay conversion therapy shit he supported back in the day uh if i remember correctly there's that um so like on like the social media trail like he's just he, he's no brie larson you know what i mean like it, it's it, he's not he's not particularly cool um he's not a particularly great actor you know like i think he's he's i enjoy him as star lord um but yeah, I it, there's there's just no real heat to to Chris Pratt himself, you know. Like in the eighties, I think he like if he was, you know, I mean he's married to Schwarzenegger's daughter, you know what I mean? It was like if there was like an equivalent thing like that in the eighties with the politics of the world, then he would probably be fucking huge. But it's not just what you do on screen; it's what you do in your spare time that kind of seems to matter as much with stars these days. And I, I think he's in the wrong era. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of, as well of, um, people, I I mean, I, I, you know, I I don't know enough about the whole backstory of of him having some wrong opinions. So I can't comment on it Mm. is the honest answer there. Uh, I will put out right now that if he has at any point supported gay conversion therapy, then fuck the guy. Yeah. Um, so I just I make it very clear on that. Uh, but from what I understand, it was more that his church supported it and he's associated with that church and he hasn't denounced the church from that. Is what I understood that yeah. to, to be. But he has qualified that he doesn't agree with conversion uh, therapy. Yeah, Chris Pratt defends Hillsong Church against anti-LGBTQ beliefs. Yeah. Um, I am not a spokesman for any church or group of people. Um, yeah, okay. So Elliot Page uh, on Twitter was commenting about it. Um, he then directly he addressed a comment. His sorry, his comments without directly mentioning um, 
him by name. Sorry, I'm reading her on this article. Sorry. So um, it has recently been suggested that I belong to a church which hates people and is infamously anti-LGBTQ. Nothing could be further from the truth. I go to a church that opens their doors to absolutely everyone. Despite what the Bible says about divorce, my church community was there for me every step of the way, never judging, blah, blah, blah. It is what I've seen them do for others on countless occasions, regardless of sexual orientation, race or gender. My faith is important to me, but no church defines me. All right, fair enough like that's a pretty strong yeah the thing is what elliot page is tweeting i suppose but yeah do i do i agree with his belief system no but is it his right to absolutely have that belief system absolutely if i have to have the opinion if i can have the opinion that i don't believe in somebody's belief system if people want to have belief systems and that gives them some kind of comfort or anything like that I, i am not I am, I am anti-religion, but I am not anti-faith. If that makes sense, Um, I think it'd be wrong to be anti-faith. But um, the thing is, I think that that the community feels a little bit let down by him because he was like their boy from uh, Parks and Rec. Yes, and then he through forward and then he's turned into something that is different to that to what they thought that they were getting mm. and it's it there's kind of that and they they don't like it because they thought he was this person he's not he's actually this person and it, there's a weirdness to that mm. um it's there's a little bit of um i think there's there's too much judgment of people's personal lives um so last week there was a, a a thing i'm not sure if we even talked about it on the podcast or anything like that uh and i don't particularly want to get into it too much if we don't if we didn't uh about the takeaway tt um tess thompson and rita aurora thing um fuck whoever you want as yeah. long as it's not hurting anyone else Sorry. yeah right uh, and, and so the, 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 there's that and the thing is the, there's there and that was very much the the internet's thing of the week and it was very much it was it was that you can't have that and say that and then tell chris pratt i'm not saying about his specific church but i'm saying about a church in general and then tell chris pratt he can't be a christian who uh, might have republican beliefs you can't exactly you've got to you can't pick and choose what you decide makes somebody a dickhead Unless they are actually a fucking dickhead. <laughs> if Taika Waititi's getting a three-way with Tessa Thompson and Rita Ora, fair play to him. I don't have my feelings towards this, and I, I'm going to keep them quiet. If he wants a threesome with them and everything like that, then fucking have at it. He's enjoying being a very famous director. He is. He's enjoying that. Um... I wonder if his wife and his kids that he's left back in New Zealand are enjoying this fucking much. Is he married? Was married. Was married, yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. So, I, get I, um, I really hope his kids are okay. That's, yeah. that's like, I, I, and, and his wife, to be fair, but, like, it's the kids who have to grow up around that, you know, child of divorce, and, you know, it's, it's not great, and I, I hope they're okay. But if they are okay... Good on you, Taika Waititi. You enjoy being a famous director. Exactly. Yeah. No, no judgment from this side. And I fucking pray there's no like come down from it because it kind of feels like that could be really, really brutal. 
Yeah. Like, can you, like, if there is a fall of Taika Waititi. Oh, there's going to be. Like that, but that will be fucking vicious. Oh, there's, like, there's, there's, there's going to be. You can't, you can't. That bubble will burst. Yeah, yeah. that bubble will burst. It, it, so many people have put like their eggs in his basket, you know, and it's like there were people who were a bit like Jojo Rabbit ain't all that, but that seemed to subside. I mean, shit, he won an Oscar for it. Um, and it's like, I, I hope he's able to keep that trage- trajectory and not be a dick about it. That would yeah, be well, nice. You, 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 you for instance, loved it, didn't you, Jojo Rabbit? That? You'd love George Robert, didn't you? Yeah, it's fucking great. Yeah. And I, 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 I didn't get on with it that well, but I can see why people did. It's not one of those, but I just can't fucking see why people did. But I like Taika Waititi. I, I think you're either on board with his bullshit oh, yeah. Yeah. or you're not. Absolutely, it, 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 it's the same. It boils down to the same. Um, I put him in the same kind of category as you could put somebody like Wes Anderson, for instance, in the sense that all you people out there, Wes Anderson, glad you like it, have at it, and what is it? Just it doesn't. It doesn't hit the same buttons with me. I hope at some point that he does something that does. Um, and every film I go into, I'm hoping that this might be the one. It normally isn't. But th- th- there's, th- th- there's that. So let's move on to a movie and let's see how many buttons this movie might have hit. Cruella is directed by Craig Gillespie um, and is written by some people. Um, it stars some CGI dogs and no real dogs. Um, because real dogs don't exist, the simulation got rid of them all. Um, and it's like Emma Stone, Emma Thompson, Joel Fry, uh, Paul Walter Hauser, uh, Mark Strong, and some other people. Uh, let's find out. Let's go to the IM of the DBs to find out what the what the plot is of Cruella, uh, because that's the way I'm doing things now. A live-action prequel film following a young Cruella Deville. <laughs> so I need to know that. I, literally, I dead genuinely do think that's all you need to know. Two and a quarter hours of film, and that's all you need to know. Um, right. So, uh, Ian, Cruella. It was hard to work out why. I don't like this phrase of, of, of who is this for, but it was hard to work out why what were they going for and who is it for and who is it who is it for which i don't like that phrase normally but i think with this it is a genuine question that you can ask ian after um two and a quarter hours do you have any answers um i think i i think it is primarily aimed at teenage girls um and maybe their mums um just just to be clear because there was a bit of controversy on twitter because of course there was about this last week i think there's a distinction between who is this for and this film's not for anyone you know um i i i think it's very clearly for like teenage girls who want to see a kind of like a cool rebellious woman like do like do well you know and have personal trouble and get over humps you know um i mean i think it's a film that like barely gets away with it and it really only does because like i think jenny beaven did the costumes she did a fucking incredible job 
I think the production design is top notch. It's the technical aspects of it. And to be fair, I think the the the, the four lead performances, Stone, Thompson, Hauser and Fry, I think are all like in it and know what they're doing and do well. Um I think the plot is fucking bobbins. <laughs> yeah. Um the I mean Mark Mark Strong bless him has been doing the press rounds for this one and if I were him I'd be like what the fuck where did it go wrong why, why am I doing this I am a butler but I'm Mark Strong so there's obviously more to me than that and then I get a scene where I basically info dump that's that's what I am now is it um also, I, like speaking of films that you know we were talking earlier on about the films justifying their runtime, it in no way justifies its over, over two hour runtime, and it just it ties itself in so many knots. And I mean it, it's interesting because the Cruella at the end of this still doesn't necessarily feel like the Cruella who is going to steal a bunch of fucking dogs to make a coat. You know, like, what what is the next one? Is it going to be that like, it's going to be a revisionist thing where the darlings turn out to be fucking insufferable pricks? Like, it, 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 I, yeah, I, I think they got away with it. I think they need to take their money and run. And they really do not need to do another fucking Maleficent Mistress of Evil. They just need to put it down, go right but that was that that was you know let's call that a score draw and move on didn't hate it but fuck me if it wasn't for like i say if it wasn't for the technical aspects i would have had a far tougher time with this Lex, cgi dogs aside because that really bothered you didn't it what the fuck just use a real dog yeah um <laughs> Cruella, after you watched it, what was your opinion? And what is your opinion now? Because has it changed dramatically? Yes. Right. So after you watched it, what was your opinion? I mildly disliked it and the dogs annoyed me. And what is your opinion now? I hate it with every fibre of my being. <laughs> Why? Mainly, I'm not going to lie, the dogs, the more I think about the fact that they could have just used real fucking dogs and it would have looked a billion times better... The laziness of that, of just not getting trained fucking dogs, which films have been using for donkey's years. Yep. And it would have looked so Charlie much Chaplin better. had a trained dog. And it would have looked so much better. He, he did look like a real dog. Shut up about Charlie Chaplin. Just saying he had a dog and like a real dog. But, I mean, these didn't. Dogs don't raise their eyebrows like that and do bug-eyed fucking facial expressions and stuff like that on cue. It's not, it's just, it, it just, it, it honestly, it, it it boils my blood that they've done that with this. Because it looks just really, it makes it look cartoony. I agree with you on that. And yeah. it makes it look in what otherwise looks like quite an expensively plush, well-made, well you know, aesthetically, it's a very good-looking movie, apart from the cheap CGI shitty dogs. So I, I can't separate it, unfortunately, from my, from the rest of my opinion, because that's what's made me 
think about it more and more over the days since we watched it the annoyance of that but then it's made me think about like adjacent issues I'm, I'm embarrassed for Paul Waterhouse that he's gone from a performance like he turned in in fucking Richard Joel to playing one of the fucking the henchmen in this like his career trajectory should be going that way well, it, that it, but way. it is kind of because this is a big deal for him he's got his own character poster yeah, yeah, I mean, and right. from, from a from a critical point of view, his career trajectory should be going in the opposite direction. Paul Paul, Paul Waterhauser is very very aware of him and how like on social media he obviously is, and he's been banging the drum for Corella. He's like he's really proud of the film and good on him. Um, his performance is really good. Him and the the other guy that that is the other like henchman. Joel dude, Fry. Yeah, both yeah. Really really good in this. They are the they are the good performances in this. As a as a weird little aside note uh, to that, because I agree with you uh, on that. I saw a weird little uh, thing again. If you know people who start to do these outside bets for who might play the next Bond and bits like that. Yeah. And I saw one for Joel Fry on that. Right. <laughs> and I'd, I'd always thought. Uh, oh wow okay that's an odd one but then weirdly when i was watching this i was like do you know what not like because it, it not like with the layer cake to um daniel craig to bond thing mm. but i've seen him in a few bits and he's always very different mm. you know and he's in the he's in that in the earth isn't he the new yep. movie film yeah and it, it's and i looked at dark do you know what actually this guy has got a lot of range i've never and i've not seen him in a load but i've seen him enough mm. to go He's really quite good. They're both very, very good in this film. Yeah. Sorry, but I didn't mean to jump in on that. I was just, it was just a, it, it seemed like an appropriate aside. Um, I mean, Emma Thompson must have had a fucking jawache after filming this movie from how much scenery she was chewing. Her performance was awful, like hammy and just pantomime-y. And Emma Stone wasn't much better. The, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, why the fuck did this even get made? And if it's made for teenage girls to have a, a, a powerful female figure who's successful to look up to, don't make her such a cunt. They did make her a bit of an arsehole. Yeah. She 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 sells out her friends she, as soon as she takes her wig off. Yeah. So, no, I didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to... I suppose I'm not going to disagree with any of that. Like, I... I I, I thought Stone herself was good in it. It's just the story she's given is bullshit. It's, both both of the, the, the female lead performances are just far too pantomimey, and the even the even the accent that she's done, like fine if you want to do like what you think is a posh British accent, do one, but it doesn't have to be so over the top that it feels like. I, I mean, to be fair, she's do she's basically doing a young Cruella Deville. Cruella oh, Deville's no. not subtle. Cruella Deville doesn't sound like that though in the film. I but I mean, the one I've seen in a long, long, long time. In, in 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 terms of almost like the kind of the hamming it up that you're talking about though, like oh, yeah, she, that, she's yeah. ve- like she's very big in 101 Dalmatians. I mean, the voice actress in the cartoon and Glenn Close, they both are. And I so I I don't know. I just. I, I would cut Emma Stone some slack that I don't necessarily think she's trying to do a normal English accent. I think she's trying to do a Cruella de Vil. I, 
Yeah. The thing is, after I watched it, I was like, I'm okay with bits of it. Uh, I think, that dress was nice. I think... Dress. The one that she made that ended up being, like, covered in cocoons for moths. Yeah. yeah. Um, for a fashion show, not for real life. So I was... So I was all right with it, um, like bits of it. Uh, like, like you said, Ian, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't warrant two and a bit hours. Um, it had too many of the um, Americanized Britishisms that are just fucking teeth itching oh, that's for true. Any, anybody who lives in Britain. Like, like for some reason, all British people go on roofs all the time. Like. It makes no sense. They always think we go on roofs. They have a nice cup of tea. They was like, oh, fuck off. And it was, there was bits like that. However. I mean, to be so, fair, dude, British people like tea. They do, but it's just, it's the so, right, how can we, we, we have to have this bit in it. It, mm-hmm. it, 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 it. You were very well aware that this wasn't written by anybody who's British. British people after us. Stressful day, I'm all right to go for a pint and then have a cup of tea. Yeah. Um, the, I think that the, the, I do think that, that Thompson is, is is a little bit sleepwalking away through it, to be honest. Um, I think Emma Stone is is doing exactly what Craig Gillespie and her decided was to do with it, and I think it's it it makes sense for the film, but I'm just not sure the film makes sense. Mm. However, there are a few bits that outright annoyed the living hell out of me. And one bit that I went, whoa, but wait a minute, what? (laughs) So the first one is, who got the birth certificate? Like, who signed the birth certificate that proves that she is the rightful heir to this, all of this? When the dad thought that she died in childbirth, and the mum didn't want her. How did he, how did how did he get a birth certificate? Yeah, because all he's given he doesn't come out with the baby. No, the baby doesn't come out holding it <laughs> that I'm aware of. Go and register them. Yeah. yeah. And you can't just go and register it and go, oh yeah, it was this person, this person. You have to prove that that was those people, I'm sure. So that makes no fucking sense, right? And I, I get it. It's a Cruella origin story. That doesn't need to make sense. But we didn't need a scene of them going to register off. But it, did we? but it, but it is a little bit like a. What if you're gonna make a big deal of the what is it? Mm, yeah. It's a fair question to ask. Yeah. And then the fucking next one that I don't think I can genuinely forgive the film for. <laughs> right. That. Oh. That I am um, the it, the it, it is the your dogs with eyebrows thing for me. This mm. right is. When she decides the Cruella, because she's just invented the name Cruella, right? And then here's the Deville thing and goes, hmm, Deville. And then later on, when she says, it's Cruella, Deville. And then Paul House goes, it's like devil, but spelt different. It's like, fucking really? Fucking really? We, we, we hadn't fucking guessed that from a character that has existed for 60-odd years. It was horrendous. And when it's at that point where you've got where you've gone, 
I've been watching this for 16 weeks. I, I, I mean, and it's a, hit us with that. To be fair, there's not to be fair about this, Ian. I I never got the 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 joke with the uh, the name of Tails in Sonic the Hedgehog, where he's called Miles Prower. That's fine. Did you get Cruella Deville when it was actually a bit explained to you earlier in the movie? Thank you very much. Um. Oh, hello, lots. You're right, babe. Yes, you were getting 20p for bringing me beers. Yeah. <laughs> and I used to get it for free. Yes, I did. Wow, I'm getting played tonight, aren't I? Um, <laughs> no, Lottie, Lottie's been asking us if she can do chores because she wants to get the uh, the currency on Roblox. Um, so she's been doing all sorts of stuff, and uh, I, you know, I thought it was being I, I was being nice, but no, Lottie's just like, well, I. I used to do that for free, so you know. Um, so, so what she's saying is she's setting you up for a back a backdated invoice. Uh, yeah, she might be. What are you doing? You don't know. Okay, all right, love you. Thanks, son. Um, no, but I don't know. Just there might be kids in the audience who didn't get it. They're dumb then. I mean, they're dumb and they shouldn't. Hang on, I need to know the Miles Prowl one now. What? That's Tails' name. Yeah. yeah. Miles per hour. Miles per hour. Wow. Jesus Christ. All right, I take back everything about the Krell's fucking Deville thing now. <laughs> no, but they'd already explained the the Deville thing with the Deville car. They didn't need it twice. Yeah. It... <laughs> I think it's quite telling that Craig Gillespie had two things come out in the same week. One of them was Cruella, and the other one was a TV series on um, on Apple TV, and that was the one he chose to push <laughs> and do press for. What? Uh, well, no, I mean he um, he was on uh, he was on Kermode with Emma Stone talking about uh, no, uh, or maybe the Empire podcast. He was on one of them. Um, All I've seen him talk about. I mean, he might have been, but I I I, 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 I clearly missed that. But I've seen him a lot talking about. Is it pushing? Is it called? Oh, maybe. Trying? Or... What's it called? Um, the uh, uh, physical, sorry, it's called. Oh, the, the Roseburn one. Roseburn one, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've um, seen pushing that a lot. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just, I don't feel it's for us, but I don't think it's for no one. Like I say, I think they got away with it. Um. Uh, to be honest, I think in a non-COVID environment, I'm not entirely sure that this would have done particularly well. But it did about 30 million in the US. I think it opened here at like number three. Um, yeah, let me look that up, actually. Um, I just remember like uh, thinking like, shit, that felt like. And, you know, you've got the whole uh, premier access aspect of it. But I don't know. 20 quid man who's gonna who's gonna pay 20 quid to like to watch this at home but i I don't know maybe people would um yeah so peter rabbit was number one did two million the conjuring three did 1.9 million um and cruella did 1.5 what i find amusing about cruella um is disney have kind of released and listed the budget as somewhere between 100 and 200 million and it's a bit like <laughs> big jump. Yeah, it's a big jump. <laughs> that, is a, that is a big jump. It's 
it literally is like I have a feeling with with Cruella, like they're going to do a lot of creative accounting. Like nobody has points on this movie, so they've gone. We can do a lot of creative accounting and just dump a load of shit on this, so that if it if we want and it's positive, we can say, oh, we did really well on Premier Access and it made a decent amount of money. Here's the sequel. And if it don't, we can go, we can John Carter it. And go, do you know what? If you like it, brilliant. You're not getting a fucking load of that. No matter how much we spent 20 minutes at the end fucking setting one up, you're not getting another. I mean, it, it, it's interesting, though, because, I mean, I'm, I'm looking here now and it's like Cruella did 37.4 million worldwide. Uh, Quiet Place 2. It's already on 70. Jeez. You know, like that's, I'd, yeah, I don't know. That that feels like it, it it says something. I mean, obviously, it might be that Cruella didn't open in as many territories or something like that. But it just, it it seems to, sh- it just seems to show weirdly that the the, the appetite is, you know, kind of like that that kind of big experience that you maybe only get with a cinema audience. And also, to be fair, I think people want to be able to like be scared in a safe place. And I, 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 I think that's probably quite a big factor at the moment. You know, it's like you want to feel these feelings, but know that you're not under threat when so many people have just felt under threat over the last year. Um, and that's it. Just what appetite was there for Cruella? That's it. I, I, I think it was a bit of a. I, I, I do think they dumped it. If it. It feels a little bit like a dump, yeah. yeah. Um, um, I am... Um, I, 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 unfortunately, I'm shit on it. It, it, it. It's one of those where with everything, if, if, if people like people got something out of it, brilliant. And, and I, I, I... The thing is, I could see how um, a certain age of, of, of kids could... Um, I've got some out of it and had a bit of fun with it or anything like that. But I also do think that the, that the length of it would, put those would, 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 would be a bit of an issue yeah. um, for, for that. Because it is, it's not that it's long, it's that it's quite boring at places. Yeah, there's too much like grown up boringness for kids to like it. There's too much stupidity and like plot holes for grown ups to like it. It's a. I, don't... I, I, I do think it's more of a good idea that actually maybe it wasn't as good an idea as people thought it was. Mm. But yeah, so I, 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 I think I, it's a good idea. I think it's just really badly done. I just don't think we need any more fucking origin stories of random no. reinventions of Disney villains. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, so I'm, 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 I'm definitely shit on it. Bex. Yeah, shit. Ian. I mean, a mild, a mild, definitely not shit. Pretty close to a touching cloth. I could. If we talked a bit longer, I could probably convinced, be convinced to say touching cloth, to be honest. But like I say, I, th- I think they just about got away with it. But fuck me, they don't need to do another one. No. Uh, audience poll, definitely not shit, 30%. Uh, touching cloth, 30%. And shit, 40%. CS3P Combat. Player one. Choose your character. Tired of film and television podcasts where the hosts exist in a blissful state of agreement? Player two, choose your character. While you're in luck. Round one, fight! Allow me to introduce you to the Chinstroker vs. Punter podcast. 
featuring two film and television fans from Birmingham, England, who enjoy their media in very different ways. <laughs> but anyway, that brings us to the end of the plot of Blue Velvet. The plot. I mean, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. <laughs> so join us as we catch up on what we've been watching from our own very different perspectives. Double KO. Round two. Fight. You can find us at csvsp.libson.com, also on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places that podcasts can be found. Just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I just, just getting confirmation. It's just in English. That's the third time, though. I mean, am I, is this on? Hey, you like my voice, don't you? It's enticing and exotic and sexy. Well, unfortunately, I'm just a promo guy being paid to advertise a movie podcast, and I can assure you that its hosts don't sound anywhere near as classy. But don't let my superior vocal talents discourage you, and go listen to his film, Her Movie, the podcast where every episode, the hosts must each choose a film to watch and discuss that has a connection to the chosen theme of that week's show. So stop aimlessly scrolling through whatever streaming service you're on and let his film, Her Movie, give you an idea on what to watch next. You can catch it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, right. Ian, yeah. what have you been watching? Okay, so I watched the film that took about 14 grand at the UK box office this, week, <laughs> this weekend. Uh, this is the new Studio Ghibli film, Earwig uh, and the Witch. Yeah, yeah. So, like Tales of Earthsea, uh, this is based on a novel by Diana Wynne-Jones, and also like that film, directed by Goro Miyazaki, son of Hayao Miyazaki. Um, so, this um, stars... Uh, Taylor Henderson as Earwig. I don't, I don't know who that is. Um, so she is a girl who is left at an orphanage by her mother because her mother is being trailed by other witches. The mother is a witch. Um, when she's like eight or nine or something, um, she is adopted by the mandrake voiced by uh richard e grant and um i don't even know the woman oh yeah bella yaga uh voiced by vanessa marshall i, I don't know who that is uh, i apologize oh uh, she's a voice act she's just a voice actor and a lot of stuff fair enough um cool um and uh yeah she's adopted where um Baba Yaga want, uh, is basically getting her to do a load of chores and stuff. The Mandrake is a writer who has these demon things that he gets to steal food from places instead of cooking dinner. Um, can you tell that this film's shit just from me like trying to explain what it is? Yeah, I can tell this film is shit from it's Studio Ghibli and it's an it's a CG it's a CG animated film film. Yeah. Um. So the thing is, there is barely any plot to this whatsoever. God knows what the actual book's about. Um. But it, it's basically this girl for about an hour and a quarter is in this house with these people 
kind of war- like warms to the Mandrake and vice versa. It doesn't really warm to Baba Yaga. Um, it's revealed, even though the girl doesn't know this, but her mother was in a band with Baba Yaga and the Mandrake. But it does there doesn't seem to be any real connection that Baba Yaga and the Mandrake know that Earwig is this woman's daughter. And then, spoiler for the ending, it's Christmas. Earwig and Baba Yaga and the Mandrake seem to have like sorted out essentially what their domestic life is going to be. And then the mother comes over for Christmas. Earwig opens the door. The mother looks down at her, says Earwig, cuts her credits. It's honestly like they just decided to stop. It's... What's what's weird about that? Fucking it, baffling film. Sorry, go on. Is, is I would say that the, the, all three of us are quite are quite big Shirley fans. Yeah, we? yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Um, I've not seen them all. I think pretty much you've seen them all, haven't you, Becky? Um, but I've seen. I'm going through it and going. I've seen the vast majority of these. I've I've missed maybe three or four. Mm. Um, now. Rotten Tomatoes ratings are nothing to be taken seriously. No. They are not. However, weirdly, I'm just looking at the Studio Ghibli um, feature films list on um, Wikipedia, and it has listed all of the uh, Rotten Tomato things. Mm. Um, now, there are three movies, I believe, on here that are below an 80. <laughs> the Algoros. Um, they're not actually no. <laughs> One of them is my neighbor, the Yamadas, which is seventy eight, oh, like and I totally disagree with that. I think my neighbor Yamadas is brilliant. Okay, good. However, there are only two that are below that, and they are both below fifty percent, right? By the way, the majority of them are eighty, eighty or ninety plus, mm. and they are Tales from Earthsea, which is Aggie's first film. His next one, which is uh, from Up on Poppy Hill, is quite highly rated. Mm. But then there is Earwig and the Witch, which is rated at 31%. Not really carrying the mantle into the new age well. He's not, no. Um, And this, of course, was the... It's the first Ghibli film for a number of years and the one that is supposed to be kind of relaunching the studio. Mm. I I don't know in a couple of years' time we've got the the new higher one film coming. Uh, but yeah, it's just a bit of a. When I saw the trailer for it, I, I was like, "Really, really? This is a Ghibli movie? Ugly as fuck." Yeah, it, it 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 looks awful. The voice performances, I mean, the English dub's not great. Like Richard E. Grant, like, is basically going for almost monosyllabic, which is the character, but it, it I don't know. It's just like, what is he doing here? Um, like I say, it's basically plotless. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, sorry. I was gonna say it's an odd one because obviously Diana Wynne Jones wrote Howls as well. Which yeah. Is a great, rich, beautiful story to it. 
it it just it feels it feels like there are scenes missing like it earwig is never trying to find out who her mum is like she spots the mum like in the band photos and it's like who's that pretty lady and it like there's just nothing you never really get a sense of what the Baba Yaga and the Mandrake's intentions are. Like they they seem like bad guys, but they're, they're kind of not. They, she's a bit of a slave, but they warm to, they warm to her and she warms to them. It's very, it's, it's like it's made for the under fives who just want very basic, short attention span scenes. And like, the credits started and Lottie just looked at me and said, there has to be something after the credits. Like she <laughs> said that to me. No, first off, no, first off, she said, what the credits? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And started laughing. And she was like, there has to be something after. And it, there were only four people in the screening. It was us two and an, a, another set of two people. And we were all in there until the credits ended just to see if anything fucking happened. Like, the, the the Ghibli logo pops up at the start of this. I'm stunned that Hayo didn't go, you're not fucking putting that on here. <laughs> it's awful. Like, it is it is an awful film. I and I there is nothing I I gave it one and a half on Letterboxd. It's like, why? There's nothing to recommend. Hang on, what did I say? Yeah, no, okay. Every now and then, it's got some fun Ghibli imagery. Like, these demon things, they they feel not a million miles away from, like, the soot sprites in Spirited Away. Or <laughs> My Neighbor Totoro, you know. You, you saw the closest thing that, that exists to soot sprites, didn't you, while we were aware? I did. There were some um, baby more hens that were wandering around the the pond all the time weren't they and they literally looked like soot sprites they did look like soot sprites actually yeah they were very good i mean there, there, there's a letterbox there's a letterbox review here um absolutely dying to know what hio thinks of this and it's yeah yeah <laughs> it, 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 yes didn't realize they were making watchable ps2 games now oh, ow. <laughs> oh. yeah um, oh my god, oh, this that's is great. A stinger, that one. <laughs> uh, where is the rest of the movie? Goro Miyazaki, you will pay for your crimes. Uh, a violent affront to God. This one's great. Imagine being Hayo freaking Miyazaki, and then your dumb bitch of a son comes in and starts directing trash ass movies, trying to like continue your legacy or whatever. I'd be so embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. Why did G- Studio Ghibli make a trailer for the new Jimmy Neutron game on PS2? <laughs> oh, this. No, I'll end off here. My apologies to Goro, but your dad is right about you. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a brutal fucking take. That was there. Awful fucking. I the thing, I take pleasure in reading those reviews because those are funny. I take no pleasure in saying that the latest Studio Ghibli film will, will be on my bottom ten of the year. Which is mad, isn't it? If you'd have said to you five years ago. The, the, the first Ghibli movie 
to be re- released from like the new era of Ghibli movies will be in your bottom ten of the year, you'd be like, not going to happen. Oh, it's Goro directing it. <laughs> well, yeah, that probably would be it. Um, honestly, it might be the worst film I watched this year. Fucking heartbreaking, but it's all it, it is unmitigatingly shit. Um. Anyway. Um. Also watched Sweet Home Alabama. So, it's quite appropriate. For, yeah, I mean, it's quite appropriate for episode 400 that I'm talking about a film that stars one of my most hated people. Um, I don't mean that, but, it, you know, it's been a theme. I, on the show. Do. Um, I, I, I don't mean that, but I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like, she was good in Wild, you know, it, it fair play. Um. Yeah, right. So I, 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 Donna, like we 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 were doing a run of like watching rom coms and stuff like d- during kind of like the winter, and Don was just like, you know, you've been saying you you'd watch Sweet Home Alabama for a while. I was like, fuck it, go on then. Let's 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 have a look. And the thing is, right, for most of the film, for about until Reese Witherspoon has her moment of realization, I'll be honest, I was on Team Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Like, yeah, the people around her, I wouldn't want to be around them either. You know, I, you successfully clawed your way out of this town. Good on you. You're marrying Patrick Dempsey. That's ace. Patrick Dempsey, go on then. You know, the thing is with Patrick Dempsey, I'm waiting all film for it to be wiser wronging. He's not. Spoiler alert for the end of Sweet Home Alabama. At the end of it, he goes, nah, do you know what? No, fair enough. Josh Lucas is the one for you. Go with God. You know, that's absolutely fine. It's like, you're a better person than anybody else in this film, including the lead. Um, so when she has her moment of realisation, it's like, actually, maybe I do like these people and I do love Josh Lucas. Why? Josh Lucas is fucking horrible to you for most of this film. I don't get it. He's got fuck all charisma. And Patrick Dempsey was literally nicknamed McDreamy. Um, I think Reese Witherspoon is okay in it. You know, um, I just, nah, Alabama's not sweet home. Sweet home, New York City. You know, that's where I am. I, I think it's I I I have seen Sweet Home Alabama, mm. obviously, um, and I I, I can agree with Ian on this. It's it, it's an odd story. <laughs> it, it, it's like it got it the wrong way around. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I just her New York friends and life don't seem that bad. And at the end of it. She's obviously back in New York and she's brought Josh Lucas with her. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a bit like, oh, but um, her Alabama friends come to visit every now and then. So it's like. So what? So we're not saying then Sweet Home Alabama. We're saying nice holiday, Alabama. And and let's be honest, Josh Lucas could not have a more. I'm going to have an affair smile. Oh, he is 100%. I'm already thinking about how I'm going to fuck the shit out of your New York friends. Yeah, without question. 
And Patrick Dempsey is Patrick fucking Dempsey. I d- yeah, I didn't I didn't get on with it, and not because of Reese Witherspoon, but because the plot just didn't really make sense to me. Yeah, I can I, I, I can see I can see why on that, um, and I can see that coming from a place of I like rom coms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. So do I. You know, it's there's nothing wrong. There's definitely nothing wrong with a good rom com. They're fucking Absolutely. brilliant when when they're on fire. You know. Um. Uh. Last one for me. Well, last ones. Um. I am going to be on Andrew Jones's podcast this weekend talking about Fast 7. So, been going through the Fast films. Looking forward to that. Are you movie mad? Um it's a good good show. Um it's Andrew it's Andrew being Andrew, which I I, I appreciate but not in a um I hate Tenet way. <laughs> but just in um you know, having some like some good insight, insightful stuff with uh, with some joking about, which I I, I quite appreciate. Um, looking forward to being on that show. Actually, it's going to be a laugh, and I'm going to be drunk. So great. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I watched um, Tokyo Drift. Um, I like Tokyo Drift. I like it more every time I watch it. I think it's quite a fun travelogue uh, mixed with a why don't we just chuck Sonny Chiba in here for the hell of it film where the end of it is. Tell you what, serious gangster man. Uh, we, we'll decide who's going to leave town. Is it going to be your dickhead nephew or me? Why don't you let us have a race to decide it? It's brilliant. I, I wish I wish more Yakuza decided things by uh having races yeah that that would be that would be brilliant i i i I admire i absolutely admire how they squeezed the tokyo drift movies into the timeline but brought it forward (laughs) i by by basically going not enough people have seen this movie for this to not work (laughs) no i mean it's but it's batshit though, because you watch it and it's like they're they're all filming people on flip phones. <laughs> yeah. It. But I mean, just in terms of the fast films in general, I was talking to Donna about them and just the the sheer soap opera of them. It's like a character is introduced in three and dies. In four, he's back because it's in the past, and then he's in five and six as well. He's then. You then see him killed off in the po- in in the end of six. That was in three, but he's back in nine. Yep. Because people it, really like him, and it's it's just, almost yeah. like like they went with nine. They went, look, the Rock's not in it, Statham's not in it. We need somebody that people like. And they're gone. Could we get Don't Say Gal? We need somebody that people like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Lucas Black, nah. <laughs> oh well nah yeah um, um even I, the I thing is Lucas Black might be in Fast 9 sorry he is in Fast 9 actually yeah yeah yeah, yeah he is um but the thing is I, I I also like the fact with Fast 9 that that even they got that excited that Han was back that they just announced it in a fucking trailer <laughs> I mean justice for Han yeah it was it was brilliant that they literally just went 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 Oh, wait, 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 wait. It's really big thing. It's really big thing. We need to keep it a secret. Keep it a secret. Keep it a secret. Keep it a secret. Hands back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I think that is the legacy of Tokyo Drift. Is Han? Yeah. Um, 
And that's Daddy. fine. Sorry? And that's fine. I, I, I like Tokyo Drift. It's fun. It is. I'm really looking forward to re-watching all of these, to be honest. We've got yeah. them on iTunes, haven't we? We do have them on iTunes. <laughs> we better get fucking started. They, I, I tell you what, they look good in 4K as well. Like you'll, you'll get a kick out of the old HDR with these. They're um, they're they're good looking films. Um, so yeah, fast uh, after that, Fast and Furious. Um, which yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's as good because the there are two action scenes that are them driving through a very constricted CG cave. <laughs> yeah. And it's an awful, awful idea, or awful fucking idea. And it's very just there's two of them. Yeah, yeah, and it is very dark. Um, but the soap opera shit is on point here. Um, Vin Diesel basically being like forensic detective can work out exactly how Michelle Rodriguez like died on that road is fucking wild. It's brilliant, and it's shit and cheesy and i love it but then you've also got paul walker's introduction which is literally a black screen hearing someone running and then the first image of him is behind him as he fucking crashes out of a window chasing someone yeah it's great yeah it 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 it, it looks cool as fuck doesn't it this 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 is it and i think my appreciation for paul walker is actually increasing here um he just looks like he's having the best time in these films. And I'm I'm sure he was, you know, like he, it's just, he's constantly fucking smiling. Whenever anyone brings up anything about him having the opportunity to get into a car, his character is just in their happy place. Um, it's, it, I, I, like, I, I really, I, I, I like him in these films. And he's such a good antidote to Vin Diesel, who's just fucking growly and every now and then offers a smile, but the rest of the time just seems fucking mopey. <laughs> it, 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 what is beautiful about the Fast and Furious movies, that we'll, obviously we'll get into a lot more over the next few weeks, I would, I would think, is, is just like the, the, the jump that Dominic Toretto has taken from being small time fucking um carlsler to literally being you know savior of the world <laughs> yeah uh, it's i fucking the hubris of the of those movies and vin diesel is just something just magnificent a it, kind it of is, but he's not the rock in that he's realized that yes he is a big part of it but he's not the only part of it you know he knows he has to have a like a, a diverse range of people both in terms of like skin tone and also like what they are good at on screen around him and that th- there is the whole but in the end it's about family and it's about it's about him but he knows that all of the film can't purely be Vin Diesel. And at least there's that there. With The Rock, it kind of does just feel like, yeah, pair me with Jason Statham, but the last third of this is going to take place uh, with my people and my family. And the, the film's heart is going to be me. And I'm pro- uh, can I drink some of my tequila while I'm at it? Yeah. You know, it, it, it's... 
Vin Diesel's brand management seems like I got fucked so fucking lucky with these films and I'm also going to be in random video games every now and then. And that's basically where he's left it. Uh, yeah. I like the fact that Vin Diesel seems like he, he pops up, does the, these movies that a lot of people like, and then he just disappears again and he just does things that he really likes that bring him joy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, you know, fair play to the guy. He seems like he seems like a very genuine person, but just one of those people who is just a little bit like going. He's a weird guy, but he he, he is just very into the things he's into. Yeah, I mean, he he, he 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 seems like he gets high on his own shit, but he's not a fucking arsehole. Yeah, and that's yeah. fine. I'll take that out of my actors. That's fine. Yeah, he, he, he's not going. Look how amazing I am. He's more going. Look at how amazing these people that have done this with me are, yeah. and everything. And you are amazing because you're watching it and you're liking it. And it, 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 he's, it, it's quite infectious how just fucking he seems very, um, he seems very grateful for what he's fucking got. And yeah. but then he's always seemed a little bit, a little bit kind of off kilter and very much. He's very confident in himself, but not in a I'm fucking great way. He's not constantly telling you how grateful he is because, again, The Rock in every fucking Instagram, it's I'm so grateful for the insert something here. Now I'm going to chill out with a tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but just to finish. As a weird little side note, hmm. but. Paul Walker very much is associated solely with the the fast films, as he should be because of that. But there is actually there was a period where he was actually in a lot of really fucking good stuff. Yeah, like um, Running Scared, Scared is yeah. fucking brilliant. Like he's genuinely a brilliant film. But Into the Blue is an incredibly entertaining movie. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. I- Joyride. I will say, I mean, like the the cultural impact of of him passing. I mean, like literally, when I do, do the school run with lots, there is a parent at the school that has like a Paul Walker never forget thing on the back of his car. Yeah, which he loved quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, you know what? I mean, the silly fucker died in a high speed traffic accident, but he wasn't driving, was he? Like he wasn't he the passenger? Passenger, yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, but and it's he he meant he meant something to people. I'll tell you what, I think Fast Seven is re is gonna hit me this time round in the way that it hit people when it came out. It it's it, 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 it's weird, like that again, you know, the the one of the the biggest cultural moment and and people i think people again who exist within an echo chamber that is film twitter and this isn't a criticism of film twitter um we do see like a lot but it's also a very nice place sometimes as well yeah. but that don't exist in the the echo chamber of film twitter because these movies do exist wildly outside yeah. of that yeah, yeah. um the that ending of fast seven is is one of the most like cultural and um and heart 
wrenchingly sort of emotional moments of cinema of the past decade. Yeah. And it's in a fast movie. These movies mean an awful lot to people. And that's pretty fucking cool. It is. You know, they, 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 it, 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 this isn't a, a series that, is, that was engineered to end in a, a movie, to, to, to be movies that made a billion dollars. No. At least. This is, this is literally, they got there by getting people to give a shit enough for them to make a billion dollars. There's something that's fucking great about that, that I I think exists within that, um, that is kind of warming. It happened organically. Yeah, it it happened organically, and it took six movies Mm. before it happened. I, 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 I mean, I think, so Fast Five is the key one. Oh yeah. You know, um and I mean that that film's just fun. Yeah. It's just it's just fun. Um I mean I, I think it's wild that they make they make the effort to get Vin Diesel to hook up with Elsa Patake and then literally in the mid credits it's like hey Michelle Rodriguez is still alive. It it's like why? Why do that? But um, it's fun to see Matt Schultz back here. The whole kind of like family angle of it is well done. Um, I think Gal Gadot and Sung Kang have a nice bit of chemistry in here. You know, they're not in a lot, but just the whole like Gal Gadot going going like, yeah, I'm going to get his fingerprint. And just like, yeah, because I know he's going to fucking grab my ass. You know, I mean, that's just so... It's so having your cake and eating it where it's like her almost kind of like weaponizing her body. But then you also get to have the shot of her in the bikini walking slow-mo while Sun Kang's like, fucking hell. <laughs> uh, I mean, which is which is ridiculous. But I mean, like, I, I, I think Fast Five may be peak Gal Gadot hotness for me personally. Like she's in Fast Four. But Fast Five is yeah, it's like wow, like wow, we fair enough, you know. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun, it's dumb, the heisty aspect of it, where like they somehow fall, they somehow manage to like swap the safe out for another safe and all that shit. Um, it, it's it's crafted. It's not as long as I remember it being as well. It's only about two hours ten minutes long. Um, it it it. it, it, it fucking flies by yeah it does it does it's re- it's full of fucking content you know um yeah i really I, I really like this one and next we get into the the shaw brothers ones you know yep. like i'm looking forward to like seeing luke evans is the big bad again so uh yeah i'll talk about that next week but um yeah the uh are you movie mad they've been doing fast fridays where they've been going through every single one of them like deep dive and it's uh yeah it's worth a listen um at that juncture i really need a pee because uncle vin's given me too many coronas well i i, I i'm gonna plug a podcast that i was on then while ian's going for a pee Go for it. Ooh, yes yes please do i'll be back yeah. uh, so i was on the because uh, we are a, I'll, I'll use this moment as well to say we are a pod syndicate podcast um where you can find other podcasts including his film her movie 
uh, tunes for both Punter, Rewatch Project, uh, Entertainment Landfill, uh, and various other podcasts uh, on that. One of which is the Iron Sequel, um, which I, I guessed it on. Um, uh, and it was very good. Um, I, I very much enjoyed enjoyed guesting on that with James. Um, and talking about uh, main film we talked about was um, Rambo, because it's all sequels, uh, was Rambo, uh, First Blood Part 2. Uh, so that was fun uh, talking about that. Um, I think it, it, it's interesting the the format that, that that it has, where it's a little bit it, it's um, it, it's more uh, set out than, 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 than this podcast, um, but also as well, like organized. It's more organized. Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, we are at four hundred episodes, so you can't be that fucking bad. Um, We're not organized. Though. We are very organized. Um, but yeah, it was really cool uh, talking to James about, 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 about that um, and other bits of film and going over bits like that. It, it, um, and so please go go give it a listen uh, if you haven't already. Um, also as well, um, check out the um, the Pod Syndicate YouTube channel. Uh, not only do we have um, no buildings and Gundams, which I fucking love, they're really they're just quite relaxing. To watch uh with those so check out those they're really good um you've also got uh, mike has a very special interview uh on there that's just posted up on the the pod syndicate youtube channel which is with Sherilyn fenn yeah so i mean that's i haven't watched it yet uh i've been waiting to watch it and uh, so i can sit down and have a proper good watch of it that might be a sunday morning watch i think maybe um so yeah so looking forward to to, to, to watching that um uh, but yeah just go ahead to the site and support the various pod syndicate podcasts that are out there um and yeah that was that was that also as well if you want to subscribe get a little more content for ourselves extended episodes and random bonus shows uh or if you just want to just want to be a nice person and support the show uh we have a patreon uh which is patreon slash film bastards uh two dollars a month um and it helps support the show um when now the world's back open, it will help us to do things like have you know meetups and, and, and stuff like that. Um, you know we'd have them anyway, but you know it'll it, it'll buy us a few fucking drinks to get a little bit more drunk during them. <laughs> uh, it's also going to hopefully buy Ian a, uh, a a John McLean skin so he can run around with the feet. Um, we will try and do something at some point with our Resident Evil board games as well that we've got yeah. uh, once one of us works out how the fuck the instructions work. <laughs> Uh, when I say one of us, I mean Becky or Ian uh, works out how the instructions You're work. Not good at instructions, I am impeccable at instructions. Um, it's great. I will make a brilliant uh, paper airplane out of them and throw them around. Um, or I can attach some googly eyes to them. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yes. Uh, Ian's, having the longest Ian, Ian's still urinated. So, Becky, uh, what have you been watching? On my own. Have you watched anything so low? I have actually. Have you? I have. Well, oh. fuck you. Oh. Only two. All right. Well. I watched Land of the Dead. I remembered Land of the Dead being really, really good. That's Dennis Hopper, isn't it? Mm. It's fine. We watched that. What year was that released? 2005. So we, we watched that on holiday once, didn't we? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was the holiday that, that made me Yeah, We also watched Dawn of the Dead, the um, Zack Snyder one, first time on holiday, because we bought it in the airport, I remember, randomly. Sounds like something we would do. Yeah. 
quite generic as Land of the Dead. Um, obviously, it's got the... Um, That's one with the zombie who starts to think, isn't it? Or Big Daddy, according to Wikipedia. Is he? Mm. Um, simpler times. Simpler times, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that element of it's quite interesting, that they're starting to, like, think again and kind of start doing the things that they did, like, in life. Like, he's a gas station attendant, yeah. so he, like, hangs around the gas station. But he's, he's trying to kind of mobilise the rest of the zombies to... It's very, like... If I remember this correctly, I might remember it terribly. It's very weirdly yellow and greeny, isn't it? yeah. Yeah. It looks like shit, from what I remember. Yeah, it doesn't look great. Literally like baby shit. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I feel like they could have concentrated more on, like, that element of it, mm. rather than, what's it, the Hopper and um, John Leguizamo, is it? Is it John Leguizamo? Um, I like that one, yeah. Trying to get a flat, basically, in a fancy apartment building. Um, and then... Getting zombified and taking his revenge on Dennis Hopper. Hopper is very hoppery, isn't it? From what I remember. Yeah. Like he 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 has Hopper moments, doesn't he? Not full on. Is, like... is he not? He's not full like speed Hopper. No. Or what is it? Oh, Blue, like Velvet. Blue Velvet. Hopper. Yeah. No, not quite. Nah. He's a bit of a wrong one. Yeah. Um, and I watched Miss Congeniality. Yes, you did, didn't you? I did. Cause I didn't think you'd want to watch it. Do I, I, I like it? Sandy like, B. Mm, that. I do like a bit of Sandy B. We're gonna rewatch that, aren't we? Maybe. And I might not want to know. Then number two. I might not want to know. Well, you have to watch number two, mate. Well, I'd mind let you watch number two. Don't be a miserable git. What? Got a B town without me. B town. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so I won't talk about that until we we both watched it because there's some bits on it I'd be interested to see what your take on it is. Hi. Where? Hi. You back? I'm back. Yeah, I peed. Was it amazing? I, I tell you what, it was so amazing that somehow cum also came out, and I don't <laughs> think that's actually possible. So again, simulation. <laughs> you thought I was really dehydrated and that was actually pee. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Got W heat. <laughs> damn heat. So yeah, they were the two that I watched on my own. Cool, I haven't watched anything on my solo uh, this way. So what have we watched together, Bex? We have watched... Uh, we watched Gothica. We did watch Gothica. We love Gothica, don't we? Yeah, again, Gothica falls in that weird little pocket of films that I think we've seen more than anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> including yeah. including the people who made the movie. Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah. Very good. Ali Berry's got some... some... Shocking hair. That's points in it. It, it does, yeah. We did decide, didn't we, that um, they decided they couldn't have two hot chicks in it, so they had to give Penelope Cruz bad hair. It's a weird She's haircut. Got really bad hair in she it. has got weird hair in yeah. this, yeah. I, 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 I like the weirdness of going, right, we've got Hal Berry, and she's getting married to Charles S. Dutton. <laughs> and you're going, really? Really? And they could go, oh, no, no, but he's really smart. It's like, all right, he's really smart, but he's also a prick, a condescending <laughs> prick. I don't think he's a condescending prick prior. I don't think he's like a, a bad Oh, his first scene with her is. Is it? Where, he, where she basically comes in and goes, I don't know how to get through this, what is it? And he basically essentially mansplains her career to, it, to her. Mm. 
it's 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 a they it, it, not got through this. It's a fun movie, but you are watching it going, this is bollocks, <laughs> but it's fun bollocks, and it's pre uh, Iron Man Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, being very Robert Downey Jr. And it's got ghosts and shit. It's such a multi-layered movie. It's got it's got the the whole like fear of what if I do something wrong. I don't remember, and people think I'm fucking mental. Like, there's that whole thing. Mm. There's ghosts and shit. There's, like, rapey shit. Yeah. It's an unpleasant movie. It's not a pleasant movie, no. Yeah. So let's move on to a more pleasant movie. What do we watch, guys? <laughs> <laughs> we watched Fletch, didn't we? We watched Fletch. Because I have, I, I always say, do you watch Fletch? And Bex never says yes. <laughs> She always goes, no, I don't want to watch Fletch. Why would I want to watch Fletch? And I usually go, because Fletch is awesome. And Becky usually says, no, Ma, you think Fletch is awesome. But you said yes, didn't you? I actually suggested it. You did suggest Fletch, yeah. Because we, we were in that rabbit hole where, where you've taken, you sat there and tried so to watch and you've been there like an hour. And I was just like, I'm just going to suggest Fletch. So we watched Fletch. So I adore Fletch because it's brilliant. Becky. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's funny. It's, it's Fletch. It's... Oh, yeah, it's all right. Brilliant. Thanks for that. Thanks for that dagger on my heart. I, I, I mean, I'm never going to love it as much as you do because you're fucking weird. But it is funny. There's some there's some funny bits in it and Chevy Chase is, is good in it. It's nowhere near as good as you think it is. So what do we watch after Fletch, Becky? Watch Fletch Lives, don't we, Matt? Watch Fletch Lives, don't we? Which is not as good as Fletch. It's not as good as Fletch, no. But it's fun, isn't it? Yeah. Did you like Fletch Lives? Wow. <laughs> Science is deafening there, Rebecca. <laughs> I didn't dislike it. It's, it, it, it. it's going at a different pace to Fletch, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, it ups the zany a little bit. It's quite amusing how, like, it is... How it, it basically is attacking racism quite head-on. It's quite funny. Yeah. And I don't mean funny is it laughable funny in the fact that it's an odd it's an odd turn for this movie to take. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. It's trying to say things as well. It, yeah, it is. And I don't know don't think it gets it wrong, but I don't think it gets it as right as it wanted to. No. Is what I would say. No. Yeah, to to that. Um I am still a little bit sore that we didn't get like another four or five Fletch movies because I would have watched them all. Of course you would. But if if the dip from Fletch to Fletch Lives was was as big as that, yeah, then what what would that say for any sequels? I disagree with you because of the police academy movies. Okay. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so we watched that, and then what else do we watch? What did we watch last night, Rebecca? We watched Full Metal Jacket, didn't we? We did, yes. I like Full Metal Jacket. That's it. That's all you're gonna say. No, it's really good. It's Full Metal Jacket. I like, I like the fact that it's, it's basically like it's a split movie, and you've got the, the one side of it, and then you, you rejoin them after they've been out in Vietnam for a little while. Um, and you know, th- there is, you know, a palpable change with, with them in their, in their personalities, and like how, um, like serious they are and stuff. They, you know, you, you, you rejoin them once they've seen some shit and. 
the tone is completely different. The ending's a bit weird. It's most Vietnam movies end with like the protagonists either getting hospitalised, and that's how they end up not in Vietnam anymore, um, or like ending up going back home or whatever. But this just finishes and they're all still there. It, 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 um, it, it's a Vietnam movie that actually has nothing to do with Vietnam. Mm. As a lot of Vietnam movies mm. uh, are, there's a you know Apocalypse Now is is a Vietnam movie that has nothing to do with Vietnam. Mm. Uh, Deer Hunter is a Vietnam movie that has nothing to do with Vietnam. There's, there's, you know, Platoon is one of the few Vietnam movies that actually has something to do with Vietnam. Uh, of the the perceived big hit mm. of Vietnam movies, you've got things like Casualty of the War is another one that that is very much has something to do with Vietnam. Yeah. Um, I. I very much like uh, Full Metal Jacket, mm. but as we were talking about earlier today, about that, yeah. I do have certain issues, and it's maybe not with the movie, it's about the the, the, the whole hero worship and mythos that exists around Stanley Kubrick, mm. in the sense that, you know, that he's often considered as this uber- uh, perfectionist and everything has to be perfect for him um and, and he, that he's you know that he does all these multiple takes and you know he puts his directors through stuff that really if it was now he'd get him cancelled um but because film geeks really like him they won't um you know see Shelley Duval's experiences on the <laughs> on the shining um so all that considered that he's a perfectionist and all that, yet decided to shoot a Vietnam movie in the Docklands of London because he didn't want to go on location. Yeah, that's a weird one. So at no point does it look like you're in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. It is a bit dingy, isn't it, when you look at the... Yeah. It's, it, it, it's, it's, you, yeah. They don't look like it's... It, it looks like it's cold. <laughs> it looks like you're in the Docklands. <laughs> yeah. That's that is the my my overriding issue with it is that when you're watching it, you're going, that doesn't look like Vietnam mm. at all, and it does pull you out of it. I see it doesn't make because I didn't know that, and I've never I've never picked up on it. I just thought it was. It might be one of those things that, that, you, that, that only pulls you out of it when you know it, and I hope it doesn't next time I watch it. That's you. ruining Full Metal Jacket. Well, yeah, that, that that I do feel a little bit bad out of that, but yeah, it it, it, it it's. It, it is something that bothers me about that movie. Mm. But the thing I don't, I don't think the second half is anywhere near as strong as the first half. No. It's very grey, isn't it? It's very grey. Mm. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that was Full Metal Jacket. Uh, should we want our next main review? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Let's go. Right. So, our next main review is... I'm just going to get up the IMDb so I can tell you what it's about. Um, so it's A Quiet Place 2 uh, written and directed by uh, John Krasinski uh, and starring Emily Blunt, Killian Murphy um, Millicent Simmons uh, can someone else say the name because I still can't pronounce it Digimon Honsune it goes my brain like that it comes out uh, and um, 
Who's that prick? Noah Jupe. Married the kid, and I. Yep. He can fuck right off. Oh, I did not know that. What? That Scoot McNary was in it as well. What? Have? What? Scoot McNary. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he is. Who is he? He's the Marina Man. All spas all time. You know the really? Yeah, Scoot McNary. What? Like with like no dialogue or? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was a bit like that when I saw that. I was like, really? Um, so what's it about? Uh, following the events at home, the Abbott family now face the terrors of the outside world, forced to venture into the unknown. They realize the creatures that hunt by sound are not only threats lurking beyond the sound. That doesn't really give you a description of what the film's about. But hey-ho. Um, hey-ho. Ian, A Quiet Place Part 2. I remember we are all spoilers all the time. Um, were you surprised that Killian Murphy didn't turn out to be a wrong <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, it was probably, yeah, one of the big surprises of the fucking film, uh, wasn't it, really? Um I really, really liked the fact that, you know, early on you are like, okay, what's going on with him? And it is just, no, he's just given up hope. And his arc is basically finding hope again. Um, no, I, 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 I was very, very pleasantly surprised. Um, and I like the fact that there was no sign of him and Blunt maybe like having a thing, considering that this film was set immediately after it's Quiet Place One. It would just been wildly inappropriate. Yeah. Did 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 you think at one point? Oh, I hope that that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a bit there where you were like, no, don't don't do that. But then I do think that that it was that maybe the that you would just. I think maybe if this film was like a sequel, not by the same people, but was contractual obligation for the cats. Yeah. That might've happened. Yeah. It's, um, I, I, I think it's a good time. This, I think I forgot to say that I, I rewatched the quiet place in the cinema as a double bill with this. Um, and even though I've seen a quiet place, uh, a couple of times previous that film when it's on is still pretty spectacularly on I, I i i think that there are missteps with a quiet place but as a an exercise intention that thing is on point this one I suppose not so much because they've had to expand the world and there are more characters and um, it it doesn't quite have that contained claustrophobic feel that the um, that 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 the first one uh, did. But I think that this one is better with character and specifically with Murphy and uh, Simmons. Millicent Simmons, I think, is really fucking good in this and her arc is great and it's not capsized by the fact that the ending of this film which seems to give equal 
look at the development of these characters to Simmons and Noah Jupe. Unless uh, if, if Simmons wasn't as good and her arc as satisfying, I think Jupe suddenly being. Well, fucking look at the big balls on this guy all of a sudden. Like the the worst parts of this film are anything involving Noah Jupe. And it's not because he's necessarily a bad actor, but his arc is bad. It's not a good arc. I mean, I'm intrigued and blunt. It's weird that considering the end of the film ends with her cocking a shotgun, she is basically now mum in this one. And I thought that was disappointing. I'm looking forward to hearing what you guys thought. Like. Thanks. Quick Place 2. You were not as much looking forward to the thing as you expected. Uh, but was that part of that because you've seen the trailer 700 times? I mean, <laughs> that did play into it, yeah. yeah. It feels like we've, we've been waiting for it so long that I wasn't waiting for it anymore. It's, the, it's something happened. you'd already seen and just forgotten about. Yeah. 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 Um, was Quiet Place... A Quiet Place 2 Part 2, was it worth the wait for you? It wasn't worth the wait, no. But it was, I didn't not enjoy it. It, it wasn't worth the build-up. It didn't... <sighs> that's awful. No, that, that's not really awful. There's, there's things about it that I really, really enjoyed. The Noah Jupe's character really fucking annoyed me to the point where it was, it, he was distractingly twattish. Just stay where you're fucking told. Yep. Wet end. He, he's incredibly wet. Yeah. Stop stealing the baby's oxygen. Put the cloth in the fucking door. He's just pathetic. He is. He, and he, he, that he, redemption he, at the end where he shoots the thing, it's not enough. Nope. It, it, it nope. did. I, I think I did put this in our group chat saying like that. Do you know what that did remind me of? And this, this, it shouldn't have reminded me of that. Any time Arnold Rimmer thought that he had the upper <laughs> hand on something because somebody couldn't attack him and he suddenly grew a pair of balls. It was a bit like that. He didn't grow balls because he grew balls. He grew balls because his sister gave him one of her balls to borrow yeah. slightly for a bit. Yeah. So, but yeah, there, there, there is certain elements of it that, that I really liked. I liked, as Ian said, the, the Killian Murphy Millicent stuff was absolutely tip top. It was like so perfectly acted and their their little journey was, was great. And then... um. You know when they when they get to the island and they're all like ready, they're still being quiet and stuff like that, and then they, they hear the noise and it, it's it's just brilliant. That that side of it is brilliant. The Emily Blunt Noah Jupe side of it is shit. Um, so. So it shouldn't go back. Well, it, it is though, isn't it? Like you know, I know Emily Blunt's just been through some shit, but she's properly wet in it as well. Yeah, I think. Do you know what she enables that fucking kid? I didn't think about it like what Ian said there. So I when we re- reviewed um, A Quiet Place, I think we were all three of us were up for a badass Emily Blunt goes yep. for the fuckers who killed her husband. Yep. Like revenge fucking flick. And then, yeah, she does go... She's just so not there. She, 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 she becomes a mother in mourning. Yeah. Which, which is fair enough. Yeah. But it does... It, it, I, I, I kind of wanted it to be a bit... But, but then again, she does get the badass moment with the oxygen tank. Yeah, she does, but... But... I, yeah, no, yeah I, 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 you're right on that, Ian. I don't... 
by with with the first film, Millicent Simmons is already being built up as she's basically like the heir to Krasinski's kind of like survivalist throne. Yeah. Noah Jupe in the first one, it basically gets himself in trouble and is scared all the time. So I get that with this one, it's like him now not being scared. But he's still fucking scared though, isn't he? he? Well, he, he can't yeah. do anything to him. No, no, yeah, no, I, yeah. Sorry, I phrased that wrong. Just like actually being willing, willing to pull the trigger. But you're, you're basically the, the film at the end is essentially giving equal weight to Millicent Simmons is basically maybe the future of the human race, <laughs> and boy shoots gun for first time. Yeah, it is, it is a little bit like that. It is a little bit like the gun. Right. She's now become an ultimate badass. And he's only kind of a coward. Yeah. 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 It, it's. But I mean. I, I that That's I don't know. It just it's these these films are good films. And it just frustrates me that with both of them. There are just niggly things that stop me from going, fucking hell, these are great. Like, these are fucking hell. Like, wow. But my, I don't know about you guys, but my audience was well into it. Like, there there was a a woman a couple rows back from me. It must have been the first time she'd seen either of them. (laughs) She was, like, every single time there was, like, a creature in the background or something. She was just like, oh, no. (laughs) It was... It was such a treat. This this is the thing. These are films I kind of think I just won't bother watching at home. But whenever I have an opportunity to watch them on the big screen, I'll probably make the effort. That's a fair comment because they are. Are you? Right, jump in, Alex. No, I'm not good. Go on. So another one of the things that I enjoyed about it was the padding out of the backstory. Because um, what I like about Quiet Place is you are very much just thrown into the action, aren't you? Yeah. But they had to they had to do something different here and seeing them as a as a family prior to any of this happening and like when it actually how it started and stuff as well. Um and obviously the Killian Murphy character wouldn't necessarily have made as much sense if he didn't have that backstory and seeing that he was part of their lives before. Yeah. You kind of get a feeling as well from that that they they haven't gone far. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. They've just got the next farm along, haven't they? Yeah, so I, th- I think that gives it, it, it all gives it a lot of, lot more context. Yeah. Um. So I really like that bit of it as well. Last thing I'm going to say, I, I want to see, like, a, a post-credit scene where they have to go back to that fucking village that was happily living, nice yeah. and safely, yeah. since all this happened, and then they've just come in and fucking ruined it. They are not going to be popular people in, on that island. No. And also, I want to see a version of this film where, like, Killian Murphy, like, keeps trying to draw pictures of his son because, like, he wants to remember him and stuff, but he's just a really shit drawer. <laughs> and it's just, like, fucking stick figures and stuff. I want to see that. Why would he be such a magnificent artist? That's just not a thing that, that most not a lot of people times, what is do. It? Mine would literally just be stick men with boobs. Nice. <laughs> You know, it's his children that he's lost, right? I'll draw his bad, right? No. <laughs> That's a stick person with boobs. That's a stick person with boobs. <laughs> yeah. Um, overall, I think I liked it. I just think the the Emily Blunt, no dupe side of it is so weak in comparison. 
like she just drifts around being sad and like yeah. I get she's sad because he's dead and stuff like that and it's not happened that long ago it's easy to forget that this is like a direct continuation yeah because it's been 16 years it's since been, yeah <laughs> it's been 84 years um well yeah so she's just lost her husband and she's got this like scary life to live with three children one of which is a baby that she like locks in a box whenever she can't be after that anymore and just puts some oxygen in but that, that, there was one bit one when we were in the cinema and, and and she put it in the box and closed the lid and i'm like it's not even crying <laughs> yeah it was like it was like she's like oh i can't be i, I can't do with this yeah, yeah yeah um i think i liked it a lot more than both of you did <laughs> okay. um, I agree that the that the Emily Blunt and Noah Duke bit is is weak. It is. It, it's weak, partially because um, of the patheticness of Noah Duke's character is just annoying. One of those parents at some point should have just said to him during all this, very quietly, should have just gone to him, "Look, this is the world you live in now. Fucking grow up. Mm. The baby's dealing with this better, and that lives in a." box most of the time um we, we'll make you a box we will make you a fucking box, Put that piece of shit in a box. um but the little the side mission and the fact that killing murphy's character is, it was a great introduction mm. and the fact that he's um him essentially you know melissa simmons saying to him you know explaining to him what it, it is and then him going Right, all right, yeah, that works. And not kind of disagreeing with that and kind of going along with that, but going, look, I'm here, this is your fucking thing, I'm just going to get you there because I should have got my wife and my fucking kid there. Mm. That makes sense. I also think that there's a possibility that Killian Murphy might be the best working actor under 50 to have never been nominated for an Academy Award. Mm. Awesome, but I think it was brilliant world. He's and he is fantastic in this. Some of his reactions, his reaction when he sees them all fucking singing and dancing in the what is it? Mm. Uh, on the island, and then his reaction when he sees the fucking boat. Yeah. But it, the whole the the kid thing, because you know when you, when that kid is there, you you know. Oh, that's not that that no, that isn't a good kid. That kid's gonna do some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the the reaction of, of that as he's trying to what is it of now we know it's Scoot McNary. That tension bit is really good. And on I'll say this, Krasinski is a really good director. Mm. The movie and um Polly Morgan can shoot the shit out of a fucking movie. This movie looks great. It does, yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, it, it 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 looks the world the world building the the set designs and the the whole production design of it is fantastic. It looks it looks really good. It looks like a it doesn't look too dystopian, but it looks like shit's happened. Yeah, because it's not really supposed to be that long. Year and a bit. It happened, isn't it? No. Year and a bit. Um. Yeah, but the whole the story makes sense enough of a sense. Um, it feels large scale but small scale enough. Mm. Um, it, yeah, because they could have gone with the ending when she puts out that radio thing. 
what what you would have found a lot of other sort of directors would have done that have been shots of it's suddenly coming on to loads of radios and loads of no, creatures no, I, like screaming and stuff. It, it's not on that scale. It's come. It's it's interested in these people. Yeah, it, it, it it's 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 the second part of what might be a couple more, at least another movie. Yeah. And I like I, I like that you do you do feel like you're watching the middle movie of a three, mm. but without too much fucking sequel setup bouncing around mm. the, the, the the place. Uh, as well, Krasinski has the, the balls to just make another quiet place and knows that, right, for instance, uh, what's his name who did It? Mm. Screwed the pooch with It too because he made it way too fucking long. It's way too long. Krasinski quite easily could have got, I've got, 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 got final cut of this and made a two hour 20 epic. And it might have been brilliant. But he done. He makes a very tall horror thriller that looks great, that is under 100 minutes long and about just over 90 minutes long with credits, mm. before credits, mm. that never outstays welcome, gets its shit done, but tells its fucking story as well. It's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination in terms of there are bits in it that, that drag or that infuriate or anything like that. But it's a damn sight better than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And 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 it, I say it, it looks fucking great. I completely forgot that they had a kid that died in the first one. Yeah, that I, shit's I think, fucking rough. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I do think though that Emily Blunt just looks at, at, at no dupe character and just thinks oh, it should have been you. Yeah, it should it have been. really should have been you. Mm-hmm. We'd have all been happier if it had been you. Mm-hmm. Um, one weird little thing. That I that I kind of got a weird little fucking like oh yeah well fair enough about it when the platinum dunes logo came up at the front <laughs> I was like oh I forgot Michael Bay produces these movies <laughs> yeah that shit's wild <laughs> it's great <laughs> fucking um, laughing all the way to the bank he is man I Jesus Christ um, yeah one thing though go on the plan does the plan wouldn't work what plan yeah, there's a there's a bit of a what is it? Yeah, you'd have to be tuned to that station and listening to the radio at that exact point. Mm. So they need to tell more people about the plan. Yes. Yeah, I get the feeling. Right place, part three. Yeah, but I'm but I'm looking forward to what's going to go on with that. I also. But as I raised with you before, though, John Krasinski. Yeah. And Killian Murphy when he was still at his house were both scanning the, the frequencies. To see if there was any sign of other people like around, and didn't find the no 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 the sea no song. no Clint Murphy did no not till he moved to the fucking factory yeah but they explained that yeah that, that because it was in a valley they couldn't pick up the frequency of that what is it because of where it was because the valley because they both were in valleys mm. and it couldn't pick it up which is how radio frequencies work yeah but so what so only people that are on a fucking level thing with the with the, the, the could the, pick up that yeah from that yeah well it's a very small scale well, that, we'll, saving, we'll, we'll see what happens with what is there if they can get it to the right people mm. it is but they do explain that i know but like all this big plan let's see where they're gonna go don't criticize their move for it's come out yet <laughs> give them chance it's questions will answer then are they making a bird uh, I'd hope so, I'll be honest. Fair enough. 
I'm going to look, see if it says anything about anywhere. Uh... Oh, uh, in November 2020, Paramount Pictures hired Jeff Nichols to write and direct a spin-off based on the based on an original idea for John Krasinski, who will produce in May 2021. And they revealed that Krasinski has a potential third movie, as, as an idea for a potential third movie. So I could see this happening. It's very much a, if this makes enough in a post-COVID world, it will happen. It, and it's already guaranteed to. Yeah. And, it, you know, 70 million worldwide in its first three days when it hasn't launched everywhere yet. And, and you know what? I, I would look forward to watching a, a a third Quiet Place movie. Yeah, I mean, the, the opening weekend in the US, the three-day weekend, was like, I think, 20% down on what the first one did, but the first one did 60 million. So, yeah. you know, like, that's that's just fine in this situation, you know. Yeah, they're, I, they're, they're not going to call that a... If this film... Because it costs 60-odd million, I think. If this film makes 150 million worldwide, they will call that a very big hit. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's it's not one of those ones that they sold to a no. streamer. You know, they were like... They stood we, fast on this. Sorry? They, 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 they dug their heels in on this. They, they yeah. clearly think this has got potential. And they've, they've, they've got weeks of not that much competition you know like in the heights is probably the next big one and that's going for a completely different audience you know yeah um that this has got weeks to run and people like it so yeah and a good on you know good on paramount they 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 had good sense there you know coming to america the fact that they got 100 million dollars for that made out like bandits without yeah. remorse could have done well, might have just disappeared. Um, yeah, I, fair play to them. They they they've done all right out of this. And quite if they do a Quiet Place Part Three, and that is just a trilogy for these characters, and then they explore other things. Great. Yeah, I'm up for that. Um, I mean, I'm definitely not shit on it. I was, I was really surprised yeah, by definitely it. Not shit. But, yeah, def- definitely not shit. But I. I really, really hope I can just say with part three, fair fucking play, Krasinski really knocks it out of the park there. Like Krasinski himself, I, you know, we've we've talked about this in the past. I'm not the biggest fan of that guy, but he knows how to make a fucking horror thriller. You know, fair play to him. Yeah. All right, if we're cave- caveating then, definitely not shit, but I really hope Noah Duke dies in the next one. He won't, but fair enough. What is what? On his ball, definitely not shit, 89% and shit, 11%. Nice. Nice. Right, guys, I'm really sorry. I'm going to have to go pick his ball up from work. Oh. we got to time these better. We do. <laughs> um, what? I'll send you my answer to the animated live action one because that's the only one that I'm like emphatically, definitely on. All right, you send me, send me that. I'll look through it now. Okay. All right, go on, send me it. Okay. Right. Uh, questions. We have some, don't we? I will yeah, we do. We I do. Will find them. Uh, I have found them. Uh, Andrew Jones, friend of the show. Uh, I mean, you're all friend of the show. I'm just saying, Andrew, you know, has has been on the show. Been on the show. Like <laughs> uh, 
non-Disney animated films you'd like to see live action remakes and or prequels to? My Neighbour Totoro, Birth of Totoro. As a live action one as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> um, that's yeah, fair enough. <laughs> that, 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 that would be what is it? Um, Non-Disney animated films you would like to see live action remakes of previously. I'm going to go a really obvious one, and I'm probably going to go see Pelters from it. But I, I would actually be excited for, and this isn't. I am very much a person who I can separate the facts. Like, for instance, Ghost in the Shell. I, I actually really liked the Ghost in the Shell live-action film. And I really like Ghost in the Shell. And it's possible to like both. You don't have to go, well, this is sacrilege or anything like that. I, I would have quite liked to have seen uh, Akira get made into a live-action just because I think that they it, it'd be cool for somebody to, to, to do that. Maybe not Steven Spielberg, but um, but yeah. It's a good story. It's a cool story. I think maybe that would look good. Uh, Bex, this is the one that Bex uh, had a, an answer for, and it was Paprika, she said. She just emailed. Email. Fucking Messaged hell, me. yeah. That'd Paprika would look fucking, would look amazing. Yeah. Um, Ian, who would you get uh, to direct your uh, Mind of a Totoro? Pretty cool. Cronenberg. Huh. Hmm. Nah. <laughs> nah. Um. I don't know, like Spielberg of twenty years ago. Oh, so you want it to be like a, a nice family film? Like, no, no, 30 years ago. Fuck. Like, 90s Spielberg. Yeah. Yeah. That'd, yeah, that'd be, that'd be quite cool. Um, okay, all right. If, if, if we're going back in time to do an Akira movie, um, mid to late 90s Tony Scott. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> that, I, 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 I would watch the shit out of that. Perhaps it would be a Tony Scott movie. Um... Dylan Blacklatton uh, says, congratulations on 400 Bastard episodes uh, of Mark and Becky making Ian feel uncomfortable. Indeed. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, question. What would the clip of Cruella circulate in? What is the most pointless backstory given to a film character or villain? Hmm. I... I... <laughs> I know it's pointless or not, but one that I don't like is in the um, remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street where they made him a paedophile. Mm. It just, you didn't need that extra layer of ickiness to uh, to Freddy Krueger. It felt obvious. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I I know I, 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 I mentioned it earlier on, but... Um, I think Maleficent, just because Sleeping Beauty, it's such a fucking simple story. Yeah. And then with Maleficent, it's, well, actually, dot, dot, dot. And it's a bit like, no, do you know what? I don't think you need to, well, actually, that. She could just be a fucking wrong'un. Yeah. 
Nazis are fucking wrong-uns. Just let them be fucking wrong-uns. Yep, I agree. There's a this whole kind of revisionism of of of, of characters to try and make them seem like oh well, no because it's because of this. Uh, it's because dogs killed her mum. Well, they didn't. Emma Thompson killed her mum. Uh, and that. You know, there's 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 there's, there's that. You know, it, again, yeah. Where is Cruella gonna go? That could be really weird. Uh, but yeah, there's Maleficent is 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 bad. Uh, yeah, I agree with on that one. Um, John Dangerfield. Um, question number one: Favorite Wong Kar Wai film? Uh, I've just purchased the Criterion collection of his works, uh, and we'll do question two after we've done this one. Say again, sorry. Favorite Wong Kar Wai film? Um, I've only seen a couple. I'm trying to remember which ones I've seen. Um, in in the mood for love would be my favourite of the two. Uh, Wong Kar Wai is a bit of a blind spot for me, and I'll be honest, I wonder if I have the patience. I really, I, I liked the movie for love. I do like Chunking Express. I actually really quite like My Body Very Nights, which I know is sacrilege to say. Uh, but yeah, probably in the mood for love it, it is 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 the, the standout for me. It, it is a very good film. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm looking at it. What else have I seen? I have seen Happy Together, I suppose. But there are a few I haven't seen. Yeah, I've seen as tears go by. I haven't. No, I haven't. That's one of the ones I've missed. So yeah, so a bit of a a bit of a blind spot as well uh, for, for for me on on that one. You know, and again, I, I think I'm similar to you in the sense that I think maybe this is just it's passed me by, uh, and, and a little bit too much time has passed that I maybe just I, I, there's other things that I want to get back to first, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. Um, and question number two: If you were to curate a one-day film festival, um, what, um, what five films would you each show? Okay, let's do this. Um, Sunshine, Black Dynamite, Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping, My Neighbor Totoro, and Alien. Nice. You went, you went at a different angle to me. It's not thematic in the slightest other than shit I like. Yeah, I, I've got slightly different. So I'd start with The Fog. Sweet. I'd then move on to Escape from New York. Then you'd get Big Trouble in Little China. Then you'd get Escape from LA and it'd finish off with The Thing. That's pretty sweet. That's it. I, I I went obvious. I went all John Carpenter. But they're all about 90 minutes. So you can fit them all into a good, like, one day. Yeah. And you've got enough fun there that by the time you get to, like, Big Trouble in Little China, you've had a few beers and what is it. And you get to the thing, the thing's going to show at, like, 11 o'clock at night when you've had a few fucking drinks and what is it. I think mm. that's going to play really fucking well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and final question, Rick Kidd at Rick J. Kidd. Uh, congrats on reaching 400 episodes. What have been your favourite reviews uh, and what have been the best and worst films you've reviewed on the show? I think uh, at best, I think the likes of If Beale Street Could Talk is probably up there. 
Black Klansman. Yeah, something like that. I've been trying to... I've been looking through the the worst. And I don't know. I don't think... I... I don't think we've really talked about in like main reviews the films I've actually really hated. It's mainly been in what we what we watch, I think. Yeah. For sure, yeah. I, that, that's it. I mean, I think for me the worst is The Babadook because I hated that movie and I still hate it to this day. Um, you know, but yeah, we've, we've, we've reviewed an awful lot of of good movies um, over the years as well. I mean, my favourite still stands at um, A Star is Born because it, it was a, a very big film for me uh, in terms of how much I, how much it kind of floored me of how much I liked it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it's, I know you're not supposed to do this with it being a, a new movie, um, but it probably is in my top 10 of all time. Um and I, I, I can say that without feeling any kind of, you know, oh, well, you know, it's not been around for 20 years, which I don't necessarily agree with that whole thing. I think if something hits you, it hits you. Uh, and you should be allowed to let these things fucking hit you. Uh, in terms of favourite actual just reviews, um, the Suspiria one was a fun review for how much we all were like, oh, fuck. fuck, Suspiria might be the one, you know? Yeah. When when what is it? Beck said that it was it was the film that she disliked the most, but the review was just like it, it, it was good because we were all on the same page for just yeah. how what it was. Yeah, that might be the one, eh? Yeah, I think it might be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was our our questions, and that was our four hundredth episode, Ian. I yeah I, I I God I used to call the episode titles random things like the review of Bad Neighbors two I called it I'd live to Rose uh, live next to Rose Byrne and go through her bins <laughs> yeah we did used to give them like weird names didn't we to start off with yeah 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 um we've been doing it for a long time man yeah. We have, and it's been an awful fucking lot of fun. Um, yeah, it has. It has. And we'll, 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 we will keep fucking going. Um, I think it's gotten us through some fucking weird times. <laughs> yeah, it's probably fair to say, actually. Yeah. I don't, it's. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I get, I get contemplative, and I, I, I wonder sometimes. But I think as long as people keep listening, I think we'll keep cracking on. And even if we weren't doing it, I think uh, we'd probably we'd still probably chat an awful lot anyway. But yeah, yeah, we'll yeah we'll 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 keep this truck moving. Yeah, um, and yeah, thank you very much, guys, for for, for listening uh, and and interacting with us uh, to to get up to fucking four hundred episodes. Uh, well, I, 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 and f- uh, thank you for for the questions, folks. It, uh, yes, you know it taking some time out of your day to actually get on Twitter and. Uh, ask us shit it is it is honestly very much appreciated yeah uh it very much is um yeah we you know well we'll we'll keep on rocking what are we covering next week ian um oh yeah 
we are going to be covering the Bob Odenkirk action film Nobody, which uh, comes out in UK cinemas next week and uh, is already on VOD and shit in the US. Um, but yeah, I'm quite looking forward to it. it. It almost feels a little bit calm before the storm does next week because, yeah. uh, you know, the week after we'll have what, like, um, we'll have In the Heights. Week after that, Luca week after that fast you know like it it, it it keeps on it keeps on trucking but we've we've got a bit of a quiet one but to be fair it's been pretty loud for the last couple of weeks yeah it is um so yeah so that's going to be a bit, of, a bit of a quiet one but then we'll be I'm sure there'll be a lot of the watching we'll have done uh, in between there as well. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much, guys, for listening. That was episode 400, um, and we shall speak to you next week. Thank you very much, all. Take care. This podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. <laughs>